You're listening to the Fun Uncle Podcast. Welcome back to the Fun Uncle Podcast. I'm your Fun Uncle Dude, joined by your Fun Uncle Brandon. Yeah. And your Fun Uncle Cooney. Woo woo. Not too close, man. These, these pick up like loud, <laughs> so not too close to your fucking mouth. We got right, different so, stuff. Right, so this is good right here. Yeah. Um, let's get the crazy out of the way. So, Brian, you um, were talking about a shooting, not shooting last night in Vegas, and why there's like some ridiculous cover up for it? Yeah, I don't know why they're trying to say that uh so what what they're saying is uh that there was a glass window that broke at the MGM which that is actually deleted now. Um but I work at um Polo Towers and everybody ran there and there was people that came from the MGM, they came from the New York New York, they came from the Cosmo and they came from Planet Hollywood. And the uh, Polo Towers is in the middle of all four of them. And they all ran there. And they closed down Caesar's Palace. And there was ambulance. I'd say there's probably 25 to 35 ambulances that were coming for about an hour and a half to two hours. Helicopters were flying around all night. And I don't know why they're trying to say that it, there was no shootings because I heard from people firsthand that they heard gunshots and that there was 100% a shooting, shootings. But nobody saw a shooter or shooters. And there's no damage from a gunshot to any persons or property. Yeah, but that's what you hear online. I'm telling you what people experienced firsthand. Okay, but a lot of what's coming online are people that were there firsthand. They were like, yeah, there was no, there was nothing. There was a a bunch of people running. Well, those must, those must be bots then. Um, No, they're actual people with like a, like a history of tweets about, you know, living in Las Vegas. uh, Well, the, I mean, well, see, the only thing that I that that I think the reason there would be a cover up is because the sheriff is trying to run for mayor of Vegas right now. So that's the only reason I think that that he's trying to cover up he, anything. So he didn't want to cover up any of the last three shootings that have happened on the Strip or on Fremont. He didn't uh, want to cover that up. I mean, when did those happen? They probably happened before it was decided to run for mayor. But you, I'm, I'm, you t- know, people decided to run for mayor like. A okay. year in advance. Well, I'm telling you, I, I heard firsthand from people that that were running to for safety so to you, my spot. You heard that, from people who say they heard gunshots. Yes, for, but in, didn't in see multiple. Gunshots. Yeah, but is casinos. that any different than pulling something off of like like no one was unless you guys were under the fucking window? Like you're listening okay. to what firsthand accounts are. Dude saying he's not finding anything online, but I mean. Well, see, and and here's the thing is that they're saying that the glass exploded at the MGM. If it was at the MGM, how would you be able to hear it at Planet Hollywood, New York, New York, and the Cosmo? No, I'm sure people just saw people running and are like, oh, shit, something's going down. Well, no, because um, uh, the Cosmo, 
people were running from the Cosmo. Cosmo and MGM are on opposite sides. I'm in the middle of both of them. And then there were people that were running from Flamingo to where I am, and there are people running toward there were people okay. running towards Flamingo from Tropicana, just, and there were running uh, people running from Flamingo to Tropicana. Just because there were people running doesn't mean that somebody was shooting anywhere. Uh, it's just odd that there's four different casinos and, and zero were fucking running. video evidence. Like people have cell phone cameras. Like the other shootings that have happened in the past like month and a half. There's yeah, fucking well, video. I mean, it's pretty easy to cut to scrub videos online nowadays. So why not scrub those? That's what I'm saying. It's pretty easy to scrub them. So I'm pretty sure they, you know, they scrubbed any videos that they could have found. Just like they are taking again. You're not answering my question though. What, like, why it? not scrub <laughs> the videos that are out there of people? Like, there's a video of a dude getting shot in the ass cheek on Fremont. There's video where. You see the fight that starts the shooting that happened on the strip, and like there, like two other fucking things happened on Fremont, which yeah, is yeah, that's a good question. Which is why, like, the, the, I guess they're imposing or they're, they want to impose like a a curfew for people under twenty one. I think mm-hmm. um, I've always had that, but um, that's, that's the shit that's, you get in trouble for good, when yeah. you're a kid. That's a good question. Um, I, I don't know. Um, all, all, all I know is so it, you is, worked down there, yeah, and you saw a bunch of people run in and said there's a shooter down there. Yeah, uh, uh, multiple in multiple different places, um, because like I said, there was people running from Tropicana towards Flamingo, and there were people running from Flamingo towards Tropicana. Some grassy knoll shit. So bro. yeah, so it wasn't just the MGM. They weren't just running. From the MGM to safety, they were running from other hotels towards MGM. Do you again, know what I'm saying? Again, people running doesn't again. mean that something happened. Well, people were saying that it did, so. And a lot of people were saying that it didn't. Torn. Well, torn. I was there, so. Did you, oh, so you saw something? I mean, I, I was there. That I, I heard people tell the stories. I heard, I, I heard the story. Well, didn't I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you more updates. I'll talk to the security guards and give more updates next week. Yeah, see if you can find the yeah. uh, ballistics and see if anybody found any casings <laughs> or, you know, no, any physical, yeah, like, real evidence. I will, sure. yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk okay. to people, and then we'll update you guys next week. Yeah, looking Private forward to investigator. Yeah. So let's get uh, on a topic that um, is real. So the Vegas Raiders, uh-huh. uh, they just hired a mm, yeah. a new president um, for the team, mm-hmm. and with you being so like against uh, woke culture, what do you think about them hiring not only the first, uh, well, actually, yeah, the first black female team president in NFL first history? Female as well, I love it. Um, Is she good? All- all this, yes, all the stories that I've heard, she is a beast. So here's here's the thing, like a lot of people, you know, I wanted to get Brian's opinion on it, of, you know, of course, because he's a Raider fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Raiders are going woke, blah blah blah. Let me read you a little bit of her resume. And before you read that, it's not just her resume; it's also the Raiders. The Raiders have always been the first. Yes, team yeah, they've been to- a pretty decent legacy of that kind yeah. of shit yeah. for sure. First Hispanic head coach. Who won a Super Bowl? Uh, two Super Bowls, by the way. Right. Um, first black head coach. Yep. You know. Yeah. Um, so read her resume because she deserved the job. So Sandra Douglas Morgan, 
is the former chairwoman of the Nevada Gaming Control Board. She was also the city attorney for North Las Vegas and has served on the Nevada State Athletic Commission. I, I yeah, she's you know. very in tune with everything that's going in Las Vegas. She yeah. she people are just worried because there's so much like corporate pressure for like affirmative action type hires that when something like this happens with the kind of like you know. Raiders fight. It's like you know, it's a big position. It's a public position. Right. Well, so people are all freaking out about it. But it's like, is, is she good at this? It's like the right. opposite sort of thing is like the Kamala Harris joint. When everyone was super stoked on that, I was like, yeah. But if you ever read anything about like how she rolls, like she's not. She might be fucking horrible at this. But it was more of like a filler spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Pete being in charge of transportation. It's like, nah. They're just looking for some intersectional shit. Like you can tell, but. That doesn't take away the idea that if someone's actually merited a position to shit on it, if you say her resume's fire and she's a little monster, then great. But if she's bullshit and they're just like, you know what, we need a black lady in this seat, then that's fucking crazy. That's why that's so weird to people. Like, that's a terrible decision. And you don't really see that in meritocracy sort of things because you can't, you can kind of fudge your way around like politics in a way, but if your team starts falling apart and you're making decisions out front like that that are bad, you're going to get clipped. So we'll see. You yeah, know, you, you got to say she's fired, and I hope so. You know why not? Yeah, yeah but it's like I, I wish more people would take the approach that the Raiders do for hiring um, very important positions within the organization. With you know as other organizations do with getting a head coach. Right. Because there are head coaches um, of color that deserve... Well, no. there's. I'm I'm talking about the lack of color in the head coaching position. Right. Because there are head coaches in the league right now who shouldn't have the job that they have. And, like, it's weird because, like, teams will, will, will hire a coach, right? And then it seems like two, three years later they're getting rid of them just to hire another coach that's going to stink. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have, like, Eric Bieniemy, And I'm glad yeah. Byron Leftwich got the Jaguar spot. Me too. Because yeah. I already hear people talking about how he's already changing the culture uh, yeah, within that team. and They have the quarterback set up. They got a great D. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's um, The thing about uh, the Raiders hiring her is it wasn't for – it wasn't like for the wokeness. It was because she actually deserved the job. You know, they didn't hire her because she was a black female. They hired her because she, you know, deserved that opportunity. Yeah, like if you just compare, like, like if they just submitted resumes anonymously, if you see the work history on hers and like the like where she just worked before compared to like somebody else's mm-hmm. like even like some random fucking you know white guy right you're going to be like oh i'm this her. this candidate right yeah is what we need yeah you know and it's exactly. got you know, nothing to do with with her being a woman or her being black right and that that's what irritates me about uh the woke stuff is when is when you hire them just because they are a woman or just because they are a person of color rather than the resume that's what irritates me, you know? Um, you know, but I guess that's where we are now, you know? It's... You yeah, know. I, yeah I, I just... Again, I just thought it was funny that people were bringing that up. It's like, have you not seen who the Raiders are right? hiring in the past? I know. right? Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. First openly 
gay fucking NFL play? Well, yeah. Not first. For, for, well, first, like, official, like, starter on hey, a yeah, team. Yeah, like, active. Yeah, that, that Because the other out. guy was, like, he was kind of a... San, he, um, he came out during the draft. Right. Yeah. And he did, but he didn't play much. No. Yeah, At least he, uh, Carl Nassib. Yeah, Carl like, Nassib. You know, he, got, he got good playing time. Yep. He's not with the Raiders anymore, though, huh? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. The Raiders have always been um, the first people to, you know, the first team to actually go out and, you know, hire uh, diversity-wise. Because know? they're hiring off the merit. That's what the fun, right. that's like the thing is. When you look at the timetable, those like that legacy we were just talking about, oh, they have a pretty decent history of this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. When you look at the times when it was happening, I really, you know, that's when I think there is a lot more merit to the claim of like there's a racist organization that's not allowing. And Raiders are like, are they good at this? Yeah, dude, put him the fuck in then. I don't give right. a shit. Like, that's when it that's when it was like a good thing. That's what's such a, a trippy thing about like the societal perspective because the things that people complain about I think were actual 50, 60 years ago and now it's yeah. kind of like you know, just pump the brakes, dude. I don't right. know what you're talking about anymore. But and, and when the Raiders were hiring all that diversity, they were the best team in the league for the 10, 15 years, you know? If you're so. good at your shit, You'll get the job. Exactly. That's how it should be. Yeah, I remember. Like, if you're not doing it that way, you're fucking whack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, you're a bummer. Yeah. I just yeah. remember Art Shell's teams like being like feared, right? Scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Tom fucking Flores, too, with for, one face. Wasn't mask. Tom Flores? Was he the first um, non-white coach to win a Super Bowl yeah. or first Mexican? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Might be. I both. think. You, I think. You, yeah. I think both. Yeah. Yeah. So Raiders. fun. I got a question. Okay, so is sign language the same in every <laughs> like? Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's different. It is. It's different. So so there's English sign language and Spanish cool. sign language. Yeah. Huh. Damn. You know just think funny. if you had it all locked up and you're all doing your fucking. You go down to Mexico and you're doing your <laughs> sign language and everyone's looking at you fucking weird and you're like son of a bitch. I thought I had this locked in. <laughs> right. Yeah, I thought I thought it was all the same in every you know language. You know what's cr- I like I've, I mean I've forgotten it now, but I used to know like quite a decent amount of sign language. Uh-huh. But uh, I was gonna say, you know what's? Have you ever seen those videos of like the people doing like signing at concerts? Yeah, yeah that's hilarious, and they're all like they're rocking out. out. Yeah, it's fucking way like fun. I saw this one where like this chick, she's like, uh, she it was like a I don't know if it was like a like a big like festival type or if it was just like at an Eminem um, show. I think I know what you're talking about. But she was fucking going off. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, damn. <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. That's hilarious, man, when they do that. You know what's crazy? Like way back in the day, like men used to be fucking men. Um, I saw a tweet recently from a good friend of mine. Uh, shout out to Tori. Um I saw her tweet, men used to send love letters in the middle of wars, and now you're out here settling for dudes who can't even type out, what are you doing? <laughs> that is hilarious. They'll, send you, so they'll, they'll, they'll hit you with that W-Y-D text. Right? That's funny. And it's like, damn. Like, it, it, that hit me. I was like, she's fucking right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, bro, I've, I've come to the conclusion, and I've talked about it before, how, like, we think that it's, like, this cyclical idea that, oh, all old people think the next generation's getting worse, but it's not. 
it's just the, it's just that's the perception. You know what I mean? You get right. older, you get a bit more rigid, a bit more, you know, set in your ways, set, and then yeah. you see the kind of you know the dynamic youth coming, and you're like, oh fucking, these people are crazy. I don't think it's that. I have a much more dismal view of that, where I really do think every generation is getting like worse. I saw a meme that uh, relates this generation to this. Generation is getting weaker. Well, I mean, well, yeah, just there's there's a cyclical nation uh, thing, obviously, but. I think there's like an objective like falling down of mm-hmm. uh of how things have gone. There's a meme that reminded me where they were like the people right now that are talking about oh there's this going to be this dystopian future and it's going to everyone's going to look weird and it's going to be this and they're like bro if you were a family in the 50s and you took a picture of some of the shit happening right now this is the dystopian mm-hmm. future of that generation of the right. and it's not going it's keep going the same direction so it's like yeah, I don't know. We finally had the phones where we were actually talking to people, you know what I mean? Like where you can, you know, see. Remember when we never thought it was going to be possible to where you could talk to somebody and see their face on the phone? I remember. Yeah, that was like some Jetson shit. Right. Yeah, dude, I love those old like 1866 like, you know, futurist cartoons. And there's like guys rolling around on their little <laughs> thing with their little radio that had the screen. Like it's a cool picture where you're like, he's not that fucking far right. off. But I'm talking about it more of in a uh, not just a technology logical sense that's part of it right yeah but no. in just like a moral decay where it's like yeah you know i've mentioned it before where small t traditions and things that were typically like you know well there's a lot forbidden of like we walk all over that gladly now it's like careful yeah. when a society does that not yeah. putting judgment on whatever these taboos that have been lifted up but when you start noticing a civilization that's letting that kind of stuff slide, mm-hmm. it's not a good thing. It's yeah, not to, good. Today's society is, especially in America, is getting a lot less, um, you know, religious. They're, you know. Well, I've heard a, 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 a bit of a, that's always been true since like World War One. You know, mm-hmm. there's been a falling away. The people have starting to up, not uprise, but just uh, they don't trust authority. They don't trust like. You know, legacy media stuff has always been in question now mm-hmm. to a huge degree. But that's all been falling apart since, like, you know, the end of World War One. Definitely after World War Two, right. a lot of like fatalism and people that just don't believe in anything after the crazy shit that they saw. That's always been kind of like falling apart. But when you say like kids are falling away from the church, I hear a lot from like Dominican orders and like real Catholic, real tradition, real high view of liturgy and going to mass and having that whole thing in their life mm-hmm. that there's a lot of young people that are actually like craving that in a big right. way. They don't know, they don't they don't project it in a religious manner so much yet, but they're looking for those things to fill those categories in their heart that community, shared values, mm-hmm. belief, something magical, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. religious people over there tapping their foot like, "Yeah, man, this is what the fuck this whole thing's <laughs> about." And young people are like, "Holy shit, I hadn't you just think it was some ridiculous thing that your grandma did because she yeah. didn't know any better. Then you dip into the richness of the belief, the symbology. It's hard, and you're yeah. like, yeah, dude, There's there. this is definitely a better way than willy-nilly, just do as your heart desires sort of thing that yeah. you see in a lot of like modern worldviews where it's like your happiness is the only thing that matters. You do you, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like yeah. We've pressed that to such an extreme where like, you know, Folks are talking about I'm a cat or I'm a you know I'm, I'm a yeah. boy that's a girl like it's like damn we really invoke that spirit yeah that, that and, liberal spirit right. to such a level where it's like uh, we're fucking with fire now yeah that begs the question um, about you know why um, 
it, what's happening today with you know like cats and you know uh, <laughs> and all people thinking that are cats and all that stuff and and all the evil that's happening. Um, if th- what evil um, are you talking about though? Just that there's not much re- religion. There's not many religious people nowadays. Or at least it's just as much that the as there old, the old the traditional structures of makes me wonder in life living is, yeah. is different now. And it and makes people me are wonder. Like, that's good. That's amazing. Now but, we're but it could we're just free be, from all this. And it's like careful with that. It could just be a case where people aren't outwardly religious. Maybe they oh, just yeah, do. That's what, yeah. that, uh, that's what that. Um, sure. There's a book called uh, "Fuck Strange Fire" or something like that. No. Um, Oh, dude, it's great, but this chick put together this beautiful book about, she takes what religion actually does for the person, the individual, for the community, like, what the actuality of living a religious life is, and then she shows all the analogies that happen in, like, sports, how we all, they all go to one place, you all have one banner, one team, when you see greatness happen you get up and you applaud yeah, yeah. like holy shit because you saw someone precise and you saw someone do something well and it's like all that stuff all that meaning in those in the symbols she grabs all the actual things that we're actually humans are deeply deeply religious but just not in, in that divine traditional religious way anymore the falling off of the traditional religious ideals now you see it getting plugged up with People that are obsessed with all sorts of shit. And the biggest manifestation everyone talks about now is just social justice. Mm-hmm. They don't have that religious community. So now they do as, now I'm in this, at the alphabet community. Yeah. And now I'm, you understand what I'm and saying? See, that's it's what, like, it's a, it's a pretty like easy thing to look at. And you're like, oh, so when these things go away, they don't actually go away. They just get filled in. Yeah. It's all those old fucking Russian writers that what, what, fill in the blanks when you take God out. Can, can I ask you something? A little, a little bit ago, you mentioned. Um, I think it was, I think you said lowercase t traditions. Yeah. What, what does that? that mean? Well, I mean, like the ones. I, I mean that like specifically in like a, a church way, where there's like the big, the big things that you don't like fuck with. Like in America, a big t tradition would probably be like. Christmas, America, for, uh, Christmas, yeah. Thanksgiving, Fourth of July, Halloween. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. those are the big ones. All Americans basically do that stuff. Yeah. And when you start to erode those things, that those were community involved, community celebrated. Like it, it became like connective tissue between your neighbors, which is important in, in an experiment like America when your neighbors grandmas from fucking china like you guys all come everybody's living room is so different but -hmm. there's these big t traditions that keep it all together and then there's like little t ones that people think don't matter but once those start falling away you know what i mean the things that aren't so like grounded in in the foundation of a subject that we're talking about so church has like big teacher you know catholic church has big t traditions and then your family kind of starts their own little side step you know what i mean yeah but that's what i mean with there there's Different categories of like tradition, I'd say. Like, yeah. So, so like a like a like a small tea tradition would be like um, getting together with your buddies at Big Bear for a weekend. Yeah, that shit super yeah. matters. Like, and it's more than just like free. Like you know your what I mean? Like systematizing it in a real way to like get away for this piece of communion. For you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, same time every year. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, like your own. Little but kids, we shit on yeah. that because it's hierarchical. 
hierarchical. It's what your grandpa did. It's mm-hmm. because think about it. When you were a kid, you, people have this experience all the time. Family reunions. Right. We're going to the family reunion this year. All the kids in the back of the van are bitching and moaning. It's not. It's a big fucking deal. You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's a very big deal. That's why. You see so many people take their hats off to, like, Italian, Latin communities that yeah, really, they like, they don't fuck around. that they always have. Our buddies, yeah. like, you know, we, uh, he, family day, the Sunday dinners, like, that shit was locked in. And when yeah. I was a kid, I was like, you poor prick. Mm-hmm. You got to go home right now? But the girls are just showing up. You know what I mean? Right? I was like, yeah. ugh, dude, your fucking family sucks. I can't believe you have to leave right now. It's like, they were putting something right. in him. They were putting big, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tea traditions in his heart that that matter. These are the mm-hmm. structures. These are the these are the symbols and cycles of how we live. And the more stay together, the, like, yeah. The, the the more thicker they are, the more robust it is. The more organized your life has to be, right? And then you just just authentically organized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it has to it has to work out like that. So yeah, see, the reason I brought it up is because like I feel like it's uh, this generation is starting to become more like Sodom and Gomorrah. You know. And, you know, just the way that, you know, everything's sexualized now and, and, you know, nobody cares what you are, you know, what you're born as anymore. You know, you can become what you want. Well, yeah, I I always try to think of like, I don't know, man, there's always, we always try to overthink this stuff. And as like a Bible guy, I, something came in my mind that I I must've heard it or something, but there's no... There's no like sacred order of the mind of Jesus. It's always the heart. It's like mm, a, it's the tender right. heart of Jesus. How he spoke to folks that wanted to fuck. He's on a cross, bro, and he's begging his dad, like, don't, you know, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Mm. Bonkers. You know what the I mean? It's like trying to kill. Whoa, them. bro! Like, yo, don't you wish you could be that free? Yeah. Don't you think you? Wouldn't you love that? So taking that kind of like idea and perspective just on humanity in general, when you see people that have these just really, really uh, obtuse reactions to tradition, but like, I'm going to be my own gender, da 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 In mm-hmm. my mind, it's like, it's probably more fruitful to go the tender heart way instead of trying to like rethink them or try to reason them into the idea that what their expression is, it doesn't make sense, it doesn't match up with biology, I'm not going to support your fucking psycho bullshit. Like, you yeah. hear a lot of thinking, but it's like, I don't hear a lot of tender heart in Right. That. So, like, a Christian, more biblical perspective, a Jesus perspective, for sure, is right when that stuff starts, I see how the conversations go in so many rooms, and it's, it's, it's not very positive, and it's not very forward-thinking, and it's pretty negative and mean, you know, it's... Even even in like, and and I disagree with a big portion of that kind of living, but I I still don't know if it's good to just shit on it and try to reason people. So that was like a thing that happened like recently in my mind. Like Like, there is reason reason people out of it or like how you hear how the conversation goes where people that live a certain way, you want to, you want to like, it's all like a debate thing and all these kind of talking. There's an, like a premise, talking point, and then. The arguments are the same on both sides. Yeah. Not the same on both sides, but both sides' arguments are always the same. The back right. and forth is the same. And it, and takes, it doesn't really get a ton of places. So it, it takes a lot, and it takes a lot away from real issues that, you know, when the elections come that we really need to talk about, you know? It's a lot of fluff. Yeah. Posturing and nonsense. Like, we're not really, you're just trying to win and right now. Pandering. They're you're just, just trying to win. You're not trying to fix anything at the right. moment. But yeah, I was thinking about that. Whenever these conversations come up, what's the proper like response for like a person that 
fancies himself a fan of Jesus and all that. Yeah. It's like he's got to kind of go like, I hope, I hope they're okay inside. Yeah, right. yeah. At anything now, and that goes out anywhere. When people flip you, you know, cut you off, or do something at work or some bullshit. It's like any sort of time that anybody has, like, like goes out of their way to be fucking mean is like that's on yeah. that's their heart bro like that's sad like that's finding like an empathy in that is is the key and i don't mm-hmm. see that in the big discussions about stuff you see it you know what you know where you hear this kind of talk a lot with like gary v and like business yeah. stuff mm-hmm. and how to grow your business it's like this advice is real stellar but it also like counts for like humanity you know what i mean yeah. like how come these aren't the way the conversations happen where are the real, honest, heartfelt dialogues of opposing views that make moves to find like a true tolerance instead of the bullshit tolerance that you find? And out? why aren't some of those things taught in school as well? I know? mean, they were. Well, you know, I, I think a lot of like uh, like you see those videos where uh, people go up to Gary Vee and they're like, you know, I just want to say like you helped yeah. change my life, blah blah blah. I don't necessarily think they're talking about. Oh, you gave me. Uh, an idea or a motivation yeah. to do this with my business. It's more like um, his, like the way he says things and the way that he expresses his own personal past experiences mm. help somebody find their better yeah, inner should, self. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you. Be okay. Since uh, you being religious, um, do you care if people, um, uh, if a man turns into a woman or a woman turns into a man, do you even care? I mean, you being religious, I'm not really. Like, right, like go. I said, there like I don't want to come at it from. I think like the safest way in my mind at a at a at a human level without even getting into the like the religiousness of it. But the religious order of it is important too, because according to the book, we're all like sacred images of God. We're all. We all deserve that bit of respect and that bit of dignity. So if there's like somebody that's, I mean, to me, the reality is, is simple. So when you see somebody just screaming, trying to project just such a loud, adverse thing and then the norm, it's like, because some of it's expressed like through like high art and creating, it's that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. that gets drawn out into something different and a little bit more of like cry for help than just pure creativity for the sake of some sort of art medium. Does that make sense? Like you see the same project, like take a dude who just dresses fucking bonkers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, it's different, but it's not so different that it's weird. It's original. It's creative. It's pushing boundary, but you can think about this with any art, hip hop, the, the, the different levels, how simple Mm -hmm. it started. And then you saw the guys kind of breaking through and it was, but then you see fools that just go way off the yeah. reservation and it's kind of like, nah, there's something there. Right. And that's where I think the bleed out is. That's that's the troublesome. Part. I think if God didn't want me to wear cat ears, he wouldn't have made me like this. <laughs> but speaking of like going like bonkers and going like way out, you know who you never hear about anymore? What? This fucking little Nas X. Remember like, was, so it, was it last summer or two summers ago? He that's was all, like well, cause he everywhere. Do, well, because yeah. he was doing all that. Wasn't he? Did he did like, like three things that everybody was pissed off? Yeah, about, it was right? like what the fuck? Yeah, are you the doing? hottest song. Well, he stopped ever. doing that fucking. Literally the hottest song ever. 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 Yeah, yeah. I think didn't it have wasn't oh. it on the Billboard number one for the longest the, the time of song, all time. The cowboy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. They she rocked yeah. that shit for. If he would have just stuck with that and built upon, because like he really almost created a genre. Yeah. Country fucking hip hop, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm not. I'm, and I'm not talking about like about like a like Bubba Sparks. I was just gonna like, say I was yeah. like Bubba Sparks yeah, yeah, yeah. is in the home no. right now. Just I'm like, talking fuck about you guys, like country 
hip hop. Right. Like, if he would have just built on that, he'd yeah. be the biggest fucking thing in the world right that now. That was a good song. It was a good song. It was fucking catchy yeah. as fuck. Mm-hmm. You got fucking Billy Ray Cyrus on it, adding some, you know, a little bit of All credibility. And, yeah, uh-huh. and, and you know what? It wasn't that he was gay. It was more that he started, like, doing the demon it stuff. Was, not even the demon. Just you know like, what I mean? It was like he was trying to top himself with the outlandish right. shit. I mean, that's yeah. what happens, though, dude. You, you talk yeah. about, like, uh, you talk about, like, hyper-successful eras of anything I think of, like, in my mind, I think of, like, world skateboards when they were doing the ads that were just fucking crazy and, um... Like Big, big Brother, brother big yeah. Bro- yeah. Yeah, dude, if you ever seen, like, the bottom of a world skateboard, world industry skateboard back in the day, like, the ads were insane, like, they were pushing the shit. Oh, yeah, it was worse When than you think of Attitude Era of, like, WWE, they were, we always had to push the limit. Every week we had to push the limit. It's like, yeah, so you see, you see what he was doing. It's like... That's why when people get behind it as like it's almost like some uh was the fucking the brain the brainwash well uh, the the French fake artist oh, of Banksy uh, Mr. Brainwash Mr. Brainwash like yeah it's like it's it's bullshit you know what I mean like yeah. this is fake this isn't authentic creativity art this isn't spirit getting thrown onto a medium this is this is hogwash and you see people with like spirit filled eyes following for it and you're like damn how mm. And then I like retreat a little bit into like, well, they're happy with this, so yeah. who am I to like be shitty with it? What was that? Duck but there is a called? bit uh, exit through the gift shop. Yeah, if you haven't seen that, fucking check it out. It'll ruin exit art for you. It will. it will ruin art for you in a way where you'll just see like how it's just absolute. Not the whole, the economics of art is just absolute fucking nonsense. Is, None of it makes any sense. It's is ridiculous. It on Hulu or? It's probably it's been on Netflix before. It was on all that shit, but. Yeah, it'll fuck you. You know who Banksy is, yeah? Yeah. This fucking French guy who's like in love with art, who made a ton of money, he just used to buy uh, like clothes by the pound in Europe, and then he sold them in his like high-end L.A. store. Oh, so he's like, like triple the price. Shit. Yeah, it. dude, and he just made like a gang of money doing that. Like just like, like Kanye, a jackpot. Yeah. Bare, bare minimal or just straight up ripoff of shit. And just put it on a shirt and sold it for. <laughs> yeah, remember a fuck like time. the polos that would have like a big Mickey Mouse face on yeah, it yeah, that yeah. were huge for a while. That's yeah. all him. That's all his shit. Really? So he made a ton of money doing that, and then he got like he fell in love with like the street art, Shepard Fairey and Banksy and all that shit. So he and it got, was just fake. You could just well, tell. no, no, no. Here, the thing is, he follows them around trying to do like a uh, like a documentary. And he's trying to meet Banksy because he's so elusive and this artist mm-hmm. has got this lure. And he he gets to meet him and he, he does all this traveling with him. And then he becomes like his own artist called Mr. Brainwash. Something of that nature. You've seen it. He's done like the cover of like Madonna CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, you know yeah. when you see like, a uh, here, you know when you go down Venice and you see that fucking canvas of Madonna but she's got, she's wearing like a Lakers jersey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of like pop art kind of shit. That's him? That's his little style, you know? Oh, but it, okay. I mean, it's real reminiscent of most of that kind of like political street art that was coming yeah. out at that time. But he he did a lot of that. And bro, I'm talking about, he did it not with his, this is what I was like kind of beefing about art in general earlier. Like he was doing like prints. Prince's prints on like canvas from a computer and the way he was pricing his little gallery that he put together 10,000 12,000 I'll make this one 14,000 he's printing out books crazy it was just crazy to me I was like this is and then the whole the 
Bro, the Banksy quote he got to put on the fucking thing was actually like him shitting on him because he's like, he, something like this man is a phantasm. Like he, like yeah. he's he's calling him like he this guy's out of his mind. But the quote turned like it would like he like it was Banksy co-signing for him. Like this man's amazing, wow. but it was pure sarcasm. The oh, quote okay. is absolute sarcasm. But L.A. because yeah. that town is so full of fucking more. It, it really it, ruined. I already yeah. had a low estimation of L.A. <laughs> <laughs> this documentary did nothing for it because there. You know he puts on this big giant gallery. They got all these kids in line. They're brainwash out here holding down art. Dude, it's like this is garbage though, bro. Like this isn't art. You know a documentary that makes me feel better about L.A. art. Um, the cool school. Dennis Hopper, I think. Um, yes. Or it's about art when it was like kind of like manly and yep. you, you twisted metal and you, you made, you know what I mean? Like you did things. Like it, you did it, like you sculptures. Know, well, you know what it, it was nowadays? sick. It was, it, was, it was LA artists in like the 50s yeah, well, and kids, 60s and it was kids, fucking sick. Kids nowadays, in order for art to be good, it has to be overpriced. If it, it, You know what I mean? Yeah, they're just like, look at buying like anything that says Supreme on it. Yeah, and the Yeezys, you know, anything yeah. that says, it's Long all ugly stuff. Long t-shirts for $100, stuff, you're like, whoa. But it's overpriced, and it's so expensive, people think that it's good art, you know? Nah, it's, it's called the mimetic desire, dude. It's a big, it's a Rene something, this French dude put it together. It's brilliant. He goes through all this literature, and he figures out all this stuff, this, this, this human, uh, like, interaction that turns into a sequence where... Where we mimic, we see things it's like when you see a baby, when you see two kids in a room and mm. one of them starts playing with a ball, baby other, A didn't give a fuck. Now he sees baby B playing yeah, with the ball. He now he, to. that's all he wants yeah. is the fucking give ball. Give me my fucking ball. Well, right? That doesn't go yeah. away. And when you're a baby, humans get it. And there's, there's good, there's good trajectories mm. of this that can go into really good spots, but social media. Wow, that's true. Um, a really uh, high money, high fame and fortune kind of. You know, that's that kind of crazy. culture presses this mimetic desire. So and, you have this desire that makes right. you want to go after something, and then that desire turns into a rivalry that you can't win because mm. there's always a bigger bear. You got your million-dollar house. Now you're looking at YouTube videos for $6 million. Now, yeah. So you're in a mimetic rivalry. It started out as a desire. Uh-huh. Now it's a rivalry. Then it turns into... Uh, wow. Like an explosion, like a fucking a fuck up, like because you can't win. So yeah. you have like a it's called the mimetic crisis. So a desire, and then a rivalry, and then a breakdown. You have a crisis, and then you look for a scapegoat. Wow. And if you if you understand that sequence, and you start watching crowds of people and how things work, especially with what we're talking about now, yeah. why the fuck are a bunch of kids buying this ugly ass yeah. two hundred dollar t shirt for the very reasons I just told you? And the That's end result, so the scapegoat true. shit, it ends with someone getting fucking hung, or you know what I mean? Yeah, canceled, put out. Right. Like none of this ends well. And, and you know, it's it's, 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 it's <clears throat> a fascinating thing that this guy put together. Some, something similar, like on a, I maybe I guess you can kind of say a smaller scale is what people pay for fucking shoes these days. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, first of all, you're paying like a fuck ton for some new Jordans. Yeah. Just for the hopes that you can resell them at a higher price. Right. And it's just like. Some folks just want Jordans though, right? It's yes. not all collectors and flippers yeah. and shit. But, yeah. and, like, and like some people want them like for their own personal collection, like there, like there's some people who would be like, "Oh, Brian got the new Yeezys." Uh, wait, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna fucking go online. Wait till wait till he sees my new fucking my Dunk Lows, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you know, 
like and then the like you were saying like is that kind of like friendly like kind of rivalry thing mm-hmm. but there are some people who just want to hoard to add to their collection so they can like turn around and make money and there's like there's there's like people who have a fuck ton of money right now just based off of the fact that they resell shoes. Them, yeah that's gangster right. i mean yeah. it kind of is that's some american <laughs> mm-hmm. shit right there yeah yeah it's funny too as an adult you can see the kid you know like you were talking about the ball analogy but as an adult it's it's hard to recognize. I never realized that we still do that as adults. Yeah, what's your ball? Right. What's That's, your ball that you see a bunch yeah. of people going after and trying to do? Yeah, mine was shoes for a while. What are these accomplishments yeah. that, that aren't really yours? A right. They're not really authentically yours. It's not genuine to your spirit mm-hmm. or what you want to do, but you're caught in this current, this mimetic desire to follow a thing. So, like, like good questions. Like, what's your ball? Have you ever yeah. got, have you ever had that with like a chick? What do you mean? Where it's like, you're just like, like, yeah, she's cool. Like, she likes you. But you're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, she's cool. And then you see, like, another guy trying to go after her, and you're like, wait a minute. I think that happens. I think, I think I- that situation happens much more with girls. Yeah. There's always that that little, like, sentence you always hear about, like, oh, competition. With I, I take off my wedding ring when I go out, and the guy's like, you should keep it on because chicks will fuck with you more. Right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that shit is extra real for some girls. Really? It's, yeah, it's a thing like, it's it's breaking into something forbidden, doing and something like a taboo is a rush. You're yeah. beating some girl. You're beating another woman who has found mm-hmm. her forever, but now you're going to disrupt that because you're better than that woman. Dude, it's fucked up. I'm going to go out and buy a wedding ring this week. <laughs> That's like <laughs> okay, precisely so, the wrong thing. So, you know, uh, speaking of kind of taboo, so um, on 4th of July and the day after, uh, I was out with uh, a lady friend. Mm-hmm. Who I met, she's she's a customer of mine. Okay, and she's a she, she's a little older than me, um, white you know white chick. No, it wasn't until I because like we we had to stop by her place because she hadn't packed. Um, silly girl. Yeah, you knew about this for late la- lady friend as in like hang out friend or like you know we might end up. You know, get hooking up. Well, we friend. spent we spent two nights together. So, okay. yeah, okay. Uh, so we get to her, and, and keep in mind, nothing about her told me like anything, uh, like what I found out when I got to her place. <laughs> That's how that works. So <laughs> I gotta hear okay. This. okay. So uh, we go in, like you know, outside her, you know, ni- uh, nice house out here in Henderson near uh, um, Water Street, and normal house, nice house. Walk in, living room, on the wall, Trump flag. A flag uh, in the living room? Yeah. Oh, the, the red Trump? Or no, it was a... It was a, a make America great again. Yeah. No, no, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a... Oh, I mean... I mean, I'll put, a, I'll put a flag up when the man's running or when he's, when he's in office, but like, yeah. he ain't even Did part he, of the game no yeah, more, and you got him on the it wall. Was, uh, it was just the big blue... Yeah. Blue, With the white letters. White, white letters, and yeah. it had like a okay. red yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. outline. Um, the guys just, in the trucks out here rock yes, those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just big Trump. And no I'm just like, way. As soon as, so as soon as uh, she, was, she opens the door, it's the first thing I fucking see. Uh, and I was just like, okay. Yeah, whatever. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, if you didn't notice, if there wasn't anything odd about her before, I'd be like, oh, that's how she rolls. Yeah. Right. All, then all over her fridge were, like, magnets. Uh, there was, like, you know, there was a, a red Trump one, 
uh, Trump for president 2024. Uh, let's go Brandon one. And, and keep on, you know, no bumper stickers or nothing like on her, on just her all SUV. in the house. Right. Yeah, just on the house. And I was like, I bet you there's a lot in that in the country. Oh, I, I mean, there obviously yeah. had to have been. He got yeah. voted in once, well, twice, whatever. And she's like, <laughs> uh, she comes out of the room and I'm just looking around like, uh, damn girl, uh, it's kind of a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn, I'm surprised she likes a Mexican. And, uh, <laughs> nah. So here's the thing. So she comes out and she's like, oh, so you noticed my decor. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I was, I was like, so you consider this part of like, you, you your know, decor, your decor, shit. And she was like, yeah, you know, just you know, I got a roof for him. It's like, no, I mean, I, I get that. Yeah. But I was like, this is like a lot of shit, sweetheart. Yeah, <laughs> like there's like football fans with like shit for their team. Yeah, not like an individual person, but cool, you know. That's that's your thing, and she was like, "Why are you a liberal?" And I was like, "Okay, no, sometimes <laughs> that's right. what we're talking about." Yeah. I was like, "You know, I don't really, you know, I'm, I kind of see myself in the middle these days." I want to fuck yeah. you. I do not want to get into conversation <laughs> with you right now. But I was like, hey, "Is this what we're supposed to be doing here?" <laughs> and, You're and ruining everything. And that's the thing. I was like, we don't, "I was like, we don't have to get into that right now." <laughs> right. <laughs> but fuck, so, so it dawned on me, boys, and like girls. I think. She just likes being fucking dominated by a brown guy, Jeez. which I'm okay oh, with. Right? Yeah. Like, fine. Like, I'll be your designated <laughs> brown guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it was like, wow. Like, you, you still talk to her? She throws him a flannel and a fucking That was like hat. a week and a half ago. Like, you still, you, do you still talk to her? Yeah, she's a customer of mine. A customer of mine I have to. Well, I mean, like, do you still talk to her, like, outside and everything? Like, well, yeah. We, we, we text. Nice. Um, okay. Here's the thing. It's like, I'm going to so, pick you up outside. Yeah. You pretend like you're moving my shit today. <laughs> right. I'm going to go upstairs and run the back. I need you to meet me outside of Home Depot. <laughs> oh, man. So <laughs> and here's, here's what really drove it home is like she wanted me to call her my dirty white whore. Are you serious? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I'll do it. Cool. I've, 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 call, never... I've called chick work, you know, whatever. Dirty white whore. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, whatever, man. Yeah. You know what's fucked up, though? I mean, it's not fucked up. What's so weird is when you know that, like, Bible shit has, like, twisted your heart in a certain way. Is like, even that, I'm like, her poor little tender heart. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Like, yeah. I'm serious. Or it's like, God, why? Because when I, in my mind, I'm like, it's sex, sacred union. It's supposed to, we do it so wrong than what the prescription, in my opinion, is. And, like, you hear this stuff, and you're like, yeah, that's like a perverted yeah. sucks. There's no animals, like, biting she's other, not. She's not having animals. actual real, like... Ah, fucking yeah. it's it it's well, weird to, I, it's fun to hear it's funny to hear because i'm you know i'm part of this world and like i've got a sense of humor but like a chunk of my heart every time i hear shit like this is yeah. always like this is so wrong compared to how it's supposed to be like I we're wonder, so, we're so monkeys, far off, fucking bo- like, off base she she was married for 22 years she's 49 she has seven kids so she did her seven kids yeah. she so she did her you know all um, her kids are in their twenties. Her, and shit? yeah, throwing hot dog down the hallway. She did her re- recreational duties. Yeah. Now she's just trying to fucking get fucked by a brown guy. Right. Whoa. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. You know her fucking I, her poor little tender heart. I came all over. <laughs> uh, see, I can't get down with that. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if uh, we're the only type of mammals that like do crazy shit when we have sex. Like, do monkeys pull each other's hair? Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, funny you say that. Um, when I was in high school, uh, I forgot what. 
I think it might have been like one of those substitute videos, you uh-huh. know? Um, and it was like a nature, like like a National Geographic type yeah. of thing. And it was about like silverback gorillas. And you probably wouldn't be able to watch it now, but there was a there was a scene where two gorillas were having sex, right? And the female gorilla who's like bent, you know, bent over, so okay. male silverbacks fucking her doggy style, you know. Right. And she goes to lean up, and he just goes boom, <laughs> knocks her right back down, and just like fucks her harder. <laughs> and we're all looking like the fuck, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean. I mean, are. when you find your line, you don't want yeah. to disrupt it. You know what I right? mean? We right. probably are the only ones that, like, get wild and crazy. Like, you know, like the only species, you know, on Earth. Well, you know what? I mean, it always goes into how I think about it, where it's like, well, yeah, our shit, our shit, there, there's a much bigger, like, metaphysical component in my mind. There's a spiritual nature to having sex that animals don't have. So right. we have more, a more fuller expression, and then there's, you know, we... we the expression of those fuller expressions are going to be things like more yeah. of a violent nature. Well, see, kind of, you know what I mean? So like, are, are you are you like that? Are you wondering if there's like chimpanzees with daddy issues? <laughs> you know, because well, monkeys jerk off, we jerk off, but I don't. I I, I don't think any other animals. I once jerk I once saw off. I once saw a zoo you know, video like, of a of a chimp, um, using a frog to suck its dick. No way. Yeah. That's hilarious. And then when he was done, threw the frog like at the people watching. Fuck no way. Because it was a guy with a camcorder fucking That's recording. That is some and, animal and, shit. And like you hear you hear the kids like, What is he doing, Daddy? And he's like, Um He's just playing Hold on. Yeah. I was like, he's just uh, trying to scratch an itch. And then you see like he's done and then he just gets the frog and just That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hard. Yeah, see, because animals, they all do it because they need to procreate. Yeah, but here, we, we right? look at it. No, but we see that monkey, and we're like, that's crazy. People do that all the time. I listen to fucking murder shit on YouTube all the time of guys who take a chick, take her to the back farm, and do whatever they want to her, cut mm-hmm. her throat, and throw her in the back. It's like, dog, we're like, oh, that's crazy. Like, you know, we do that very, <laughs> very same thing all the time. Yeah, because we are the bonkers. only species that has sex to um without uh needing to procreate right like i heard i heard do we do it just for enjoyment? i've heard dolphins have sex for pleasure oh, too yes really yeah that's I've what heard i've heard too. i don't know how we fucking know any i guess just watching behavior yeah, and being like they just tried this yesterday he's doing this because he wants to you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. i still think a lot of this kind of behavior i mean dude Humans, we have a written history of some of the smartest people down this whole lineage of humanity, mm-hmm. and we still haven't figured out our behavioral traits. So the idea that we can observe a right? fucking dolphin for a couple summers and go, here's what's going down yeah. over here. It's like, <laughs> you're, you might be right. This yeah. is probably a good guess, but I take almost no fucking weight with it. Most science shit, if you follow the story after the big explosion of holy shit here's what we discovered six weeks later you find out it wasn't exactly what they thought the you know once you pull out the rest of the story you're like oh that wasn't that okay science science in a popular sense is fucking nonsense for the most part to be honest flipper's just trying to get his dick wet (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that shit yeah but i've heard that that i think monkeys do too because i know monkeys i know i know monkeys masturbate so they probably they probably do too. You, so. got, you got a lot in common with them. Yeah, they're just on some full-on like nature shit, bro. Yeah. Like, 
They like to throw poop. And it's at like people. it's like it, it's more of like a curiosity type thing too. Like the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah probably monkeys, right. I mean, that's how yeah. it starts with boys. Apparently, unless you know, unless you grow up all fucked up and you had older cousins and shit that, that put yeah. on porn when you're five and you figure it out way before you should right. type shit. Wait till you guys get home and Eli's dick is in the fridge door. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you don't know how to jerk off at first unless you have an older brother. Like, what do you do? Like, you're just super horny looking at, like, Sears catalogs and stuff, you know? <laughs> well, now it's not even that. I mean, I think the, like, like the, the, the general exposure on TV nowadays will be, like, yeah, I don't know. There's some social science and a lot of, uh, I mean, there's a lot of guys. Everyone thinks when I come with a conservative point of view, I'm drawing it strictly from like a religious perspective. That's almost never the case. Do you know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. political stuff. Like, oh, of course you'd say that. That's the religious. Like, that is the religious point. But that's not why. There's a ton of good, good science that you were supposed to like. There's a ton of good right. science about what I'm talking about. And like the idea of like watching porn and being that kind of like hypersexualized at a young age. People are like, yo, we fucked up. Remember all those cool houses where like the mom's like, listen, they're going to get into this anyways. I'm going to get them the beer. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, they can watch the porn watch. upstairs. Yeah, I'll, yeah dude, I'll, I'll make sure they're okay. There was mad houses that we grew up yeah. in that were just like, dude, there's kids fucking on your trampoline right now. And like parents were just like, kids will be kids. That was the best house. And you're like, I'd bro. <laughs> See what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. Though? That's what I mean. Like that's how fucking backwards we yeah. are. We're like, this is a, a total deprivation of our minds and put us on like a trajectory that makes this like sexually unhealthy right. i'm best, serious the best part is and, walking and distance we're, we're out here like that was the best dude that was the shit yeah it was walking <laughs> distance too it was so awesome from your house yeah that shit was across the oh street. yeah that's right you moved around I li- yeah i didn't live there no more I so uh, a few weeks ago uh we well i brought up the idea of us assigning each other an album to listen to and we do like a quick five minute Uncle review on it <clears throat> and I, I thought today would be like a good um, time to kind of give everybody their assignment okay wired so Brandon was going to give Brian an album Brian's going to give me one and I'm giving one to Brandon pew, 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 pew. complete All the right, uh, so track Brandon, what you give me I decided, because you listen to so much hip-hop, I was like, I want to hear what, like, it's like how we watch those reaction videos of, like, hip-hop guys listening to Tool, or you hear, like, rock stars listening to, like, old Johnny Cash, and they're like, bro, this is fucking sick, you know what I mean? Like, you find, like, that authentic art and creativity, like, alluring, despite it not being, like, the genre that you prefer most of the time. So I didn't want to give Brian a hip-hop thing and get his perspective on hip-hop. I picked the, uh, one of the more, like, countryer albums, I guess, more folksy. It's uh, the Avid Brothers, the um, I and Love and You. It was, uh, I picked it because it's one of my favorite, like, it put it on one and let it go while you're in the car and just okay. let let a hole. And you said Rick Rubin. Yeah, and that was the other part. I was like, and that might get him like mildly interested in it because it is a, it is a you know Rick Rubin's done so much production in his career of so many different genres of music, yeah. but this is one of like the odder ones. You always he gets more famous for his like more hip hop and his uh, like pop music. I'm production. excited for this one. But yeah, that's that's an amazing piece of music. I would love to hear a hip hop minded guy. Yeah, listen to that, and dude, I wanted you to listen to. I I've always loved this this guy. His name's Cit- uh, Citizen Cope. I've been a fan of his Love for it. so long. 
Um, the album is called uh, the Clarence uh, the Clarence Greenwood Recordings. Um, it and it came out uh, in 2004. I've been a fan. I'd, I'd say probably since like 2006. Um, because I heard one of his songs at the end of uh, a movie. I was like, dang, this is dope. Heard that, oh, man, this guy is incredible. It's not hip-hop. Um, it's kind of like sort of, what would you say, like sublimish almost? A little bit sublimish, kind of. I was going to say, like, it's kind of punk rocky. Yeah, yeah, a little a little reggae sound to it. Um, he's got a great voice, uh, very good lyrics. Um, what but, year was that? Um, this album, I think it was his first one. It was two, uh, 2004. Um He's released a couple since then. Um, what made you pick it? Well, one because it's not hip hop, and because I every time I get the chance, um, I always try to put them on Citizen Cope, just because <laughs> that's your yeah. Because like everyone has like a band they love to promote and like push yeah, on people. Because he's sort they're they're underground. Not many people know about him, you yeah. know. And I feel like if people knew about him and heard him, They'd they would love it. Fucking you arena know? tours, yeah. All right. And then for Brandon, I got 10,000 Days by Tool. Ooh. Mm. Tool. Could have seen that. All coming. right. What, so, are the, what are the songs on there I've already heard then? I'm sure uh, the Pot. One or two, right? The Pot. And what, what years? What, what era is this? That was that released beginning? in uh, 2006. Oh, so like towards the end of their first run sort of thing? Yeah, that was. that was Okay, so that was the album before uh, uh, Fear Inoculum. That was the 13-year gap between 10,000 Days and Fear Inoculum. Hmm. So how are we going to do this um, next week? Are we gonna, uh, we're going to switch it off where I'll give Brandon an album and then Brandon give you an album? No, so we'll, we'll, we'll do this like maybe once a month. Okay. Um, just, you know, because yeah. we're all busy doing Buddy shit. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to listen to music. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and I don't want it to feel like... You know, it's like, oh, like you're forced fuck, to listen I forget, to, like, yeah. oh, I gotta listen to that fucking album still, you know? Right, yeah. It's easy with the YouTube music shit. I just put it on at work and have it on between calls. But we're gonna, we're gonna switch off, right? Like, next week, or next month, I'll, I'll give Brandon. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll do like a reverse kind yeah, of fucking okay. thing. Right. And, you know, when we do this, it'll be, like, it doesn't have to be, because cause you had asked in, in text, like, does it have to be like a specific genre, blah, blah, blah. Right. Just whatever... You know, you want to get you know Brandon's opinion oh, on. I already this. have my okay, like, next yeah, album. yeah. Elizabeth Cotton. I, 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 I think I have, I have a good one uh, for for Brandon. I think um, I was going to give you Devin the Dude. I, I wanted you to listen to Devin the Dude. Um, I mean, there's only one dude, and it's me. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why. That's why, I, that's, with that's why I was going to. Uh, that's why I was going to do that, but. Uh, oh, I, I had to do Citizen. Also, Coke. what I'm going to do is, Brandon, I'm going to send you the fucking lyrics for all of them because I know. Oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll have those for sure. Yeah, that's my that, favorite part. The album's called "The Dude," too. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, there's one song on there, um, called uh, well, it's it's like it's two songs. Like the first one is like a little a little uh, sketchy. Uh, then it goes into it's called uh, "Lost Keys," uh, Blame Hoffman. And then it goes to... Blame Hoffman? Yeah. Is it named after anybody? Is the Hoffman a real person? Yes, but I don't know. Aston? I don't remember what the significance of it was. That you it's Abby Hoffman. And the next one, the one that, the, the, the song that goes into that, 
is Rosetta Stoned. And, Fun. Uh, that sounds dope. Yeah. And that song is about a guy. That's a good podcast name. Re, the, the, uh, that song is about a guy who's recalling his bad DMT trip to a doctor. <laughs> oh, that the sounds fuck? That's hilarious. Yeah. So, all right, dude, I, I just sent you the uh, track list just so that you know that, um, you know, you um, listen to them all. There's yeah, only 11 I songs. I haven't heard a ton. Of, I haven't heard every song, so I want to hear some of yeah. that and see just what he, what he says. To yeah, me. 11 songs. It's only 47 Easy. minutes. Easy. It's a couple car rides home. It's and with It's uh, Yeah, he released it under Arista Records. Huh. I didn't know that. I remember they were doing shit for yeah. a while. And speaking of music artists, I brought this up to you earlier. Did you guys see that there's a new king of hip-hop vocabulary? Uh, I I'm think thinking you so. might have seen the article because you pay attention. I think so. What, what's his name? Uh, hold on, let me open this up. Is he a white and dude? It's, uh, no. Uh, and it's it's a little weird because this study, I guess, was done by a couple people who are publishing this guy's book. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's weird. like... Yeah, it's... it's how... This, like, how... You don't know if it's... Um, if it's confirmed or not. Right. Because you know? I think last time it was like some dude... Uh, let me see. Who like when you say vocab, it's like who who has who who uses the yeah. most words in their songs, so right? I'll, like the I'll just go ahead and read the article real quick. Uh, a robust vocabulary is essential when it comes to art of emceeing. In 2014, digital analyst Matt Daniels created a chart ranking rappers by their vocabulary size, simply called the largest vocabulary in hip hop. He analyzed the first 35,000 words of various rappers who would earn a point by rapping a unique word. A unique word could have been any word in the English language, but once the rapper had used the word, it would no longer count toward their score. Daniels revisited the project in 2019 and determined Aesop, Rock, and Bus Driver used over 6,425 unique words, thus making them among the MCs with the largest vocabularies. Yeah, I, I could see bus, bus Driver. I could definitely see Bus Who's Driver being... Uh, die? Remember that shit? Yeah. So, so, so are they writing the book on Bus Driver or Ace... Well, I, I so, Ace these are the 2019 winners. Yeah. Now oh, so, a guy okay. who has a book coming out's on top. Okay. Yeah. But, apparently, but apparently there's a new king, and it's not Eminem, Black Thought, or Kendrick Lamar. No, the honor goes to the... Inimitable Micah Nine of Freestyle Fellowship. Oh, yeah, I've Project. heard. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Uh, Project Blowed, Haiku Dita, and Magic Heart Genies. On Monday, July 11th, Micah Nine reshared an Instagram post by Parker Pubs Press, the publishers of his new book, My Kaleidoscope, comparing his vocabulary to Daniel's chart. According to the graphic, Micah employs over 9,000 unique words throughout his catalog. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, I, I remember hearing something about that. Yeah, but I just He's think it's still not better than Aesop Rock. I though. just think it's weird though <laughs> that the publishers of your book all they do is release a graphic on Instagram, and it's like, well, it's Bro, true. How do you think? Oh, dog, trust me that that shit happens to me all the time. You know how I many people come up with like? There's some folks you have like really gnarly, like deep, like penetrating conversations about things that I'm interested in, and then some people will just flip a meme at me and be like, see what I mean, bro? The whole thing's bullshit. I'm just like, <laughs> bro, stop it now. Tell me you're not taking that that serious. Like, shit like that is like, well, 
Let me just see about that. You know, I, I still don't think he has a higher vocab than ASAP or or uh, bus driver. Bus driver. But, I mean, who knows? But he is up there. Mike, Micah is up there, though. But, yeah, I think... But does he put it together in a fun way? Right. I, I, I Yeah, I, I think they are doing it just for publicity for the book, though. Trying to get you on yeah. the top of this list, yeah. dog. So, Brandon, let me, let me ask you a question, Brian. I want your opinion, too. Okay. So... Aesop is a master wordsmith, mm. right? Do you think he would have a bigger career if he dumbed down his music? Mm. He has. I think so. I always say, put on fucking old earthworm music for earthworms or any of that old, old, old. He's actually, we just, I just said that to you this morning. All the videos Rhymesayers is releasing for Aesop Rock on their YouTube channel, it's all old shit. And if you listen to that right now, and then you put on something like Current, one of his newer things, you'll hear there is a distinct difference. And there should be. It's fucking art, and these are like 10, 12, 15 years old. So I think he actually has, not dumbed down, I think he's just gotten better at playing, playing the beat. If that makes sense. If yeah. you listen to it back in the day, it was kind of like Talib does this sort of thing where it's like, it's not, it's not on beat. Mm-hmm. It's not very, it's yeah, not no, super it's, yeah, wrong. It's right. not super off, but it's just, it's, it's not, it's not as precise as a lot of guys with great timing have. And now his timing is great. And he still has that super dynamic style. Just the way he tells a story and the way he threads his sentences together. Like he's the fucking best for sure. But yeah, if he dumbed down his music, I mean, probably, dude. Like, that's what we were talking about before. Remember the idea of, like, popular music in general being like, oh, that's dumb people shit. Well, millions fucking people like it, so, you know. Yeah, because I think, like, an issue with his music is is a lot of people would hear it and just be like, I don't don't get it. And it's the same uh, thing that people say that, you know, that I've talked with people about Tool. Yeah. You know. Tool's um, hard. He's hard to fucking, like, if you don't have the lyrics printed out in front of yeah. you, that's hard to do. Yeah. I actually hear mm. Aesop Rock clear as fuck. I hear what he's saying. That doesn't, like, bother me at all. It's, that's, not, that's not one of the obstacles. I think his older stuff was a lot harder to, like, decipher the actual audio. Like, what word was that? You know what I mean? Even, even if you had the lyrics printed out of old Aesop, you'd be like, what the fuck is he talking about? Now, printed out lyrics, you'd be like... I kind of get what he means. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. following a thread yeah. of thought here. But, yeah, um, I, I never thought the content of Tool was ever, like, over my head or, like, I can't follow this thing. I just don't know the fucking words he's saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't hear it. I don't yeah, hear the words. When I listen to Tool, I definitely need uh, the lyrics for Tool. It gets infinitely better, too. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? But like, do, when you see it there, it's like, wow. But do, do, you think, like, do you think Aesop would be more accessible to people, like, if it wasn't so smart... Yeah, I want to. I want to so. say yes to be hopeful, but I, I also think maybe not too because he's got that real particular voice that people don't find appealing. I like, fucking love his voice. I've been in the room with. I pe- I've been in the car and I've wanted to put on like Aesop for like people that like hip hop but never heard of him. You put that on and some people were like, "I just can't. I, I can't physically listen to this for I that think, long." I think and I understand that. I'm like, I love yeah, the no, way I he enunciates. Th- oh, he's yeah. the best. I, 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 yeah, you'll never hear me say much bad. I mean, except for his, you know, stance on religion. I think it has more to do with the beats. Um, I love his beats. Rather than uh, his voice. Um, he, he's got a peculiar sound for sure. Yeah. I love it. I like, yeah, like, it. like with, Especially with, like, 
kids today, like if you played, say, like dorks for mm. like a nineteen-year-old, yeah, I think they'd be disinterested right away because oh, yeah. there's, I could be like, I don't, you know don't what? Get I think it. that all kind of like niche art is kind of like that, where that's what makes you like closer. Because if you line up 15, 20-year-old kids who are into hip-hop, never heard of Aesop Rock, some of them are just like, I can't do this. The two guys that were like, that was the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. You're like, okay, now we're best friends. <laughs> we're best friends now because of that. Like, that shit happens a lot. I had this little writing I was doing about, uh, I was going through in my mind, I wanted to have more like iconography for my beliefs around the what house. What is iconography? symbols like oh, okay. but you know the standard one's a big giant wooden crucifix and i was like i don't fucking want something like that gaudy and like i'm very like overt and i want or, uh I, not i'm not overt i like to be subtle about stuff like that so i didn't i wanted something up and in, in the center but i didn't want to have that you know so right. i was looking at different things that represent a similar you know belief system without it being so like obtuse crown of thorns or <laughs> something the um and i was talking about in the same breath like how like i'm the same with like wrestling t-shirts huge fucking wrestling fan but all the wrestling t-shirts i wear they he look says like wearing his shirts. pwg They're, shirt yeah they look like band shirts though like if you don't know what dude you know how many times people stopped me for this and, and thought it was like a uh yeah they thought it was like a real wrestling like organization yeah where they're this, the old guy at sprouts the fucking cutest old man he's like this old veteran he's got that hat with all the fucking medals on it and he's like oh you wrestle and he was all excited and i was like ah <laughs> no and I was like, no, this is like professional wrestling. It's a, it's an organization I really enjoy. He was like, oh, like, that faggot shit? Kind of, yeah, dude, for real. He was like, <laughs> oh, so, so shit? Fa- yeah, exactly. And he was like, well, whatever you're into. He was initially yeah. disappointed, but then he turned it back up. It was cool, right. you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, dude, you you, you do man shit. Yeah. You could see him. You know, you see like a, a grizzled old man. You're like, yeah, you do man shit. I don't. <laughs> I, go to, him like, I go to Sprouts with my son. <laughs> right, like he's definitely killed Asians. <laughs> <laughs> someone's gone because, yeah, someone's right. someone didn't get home because because of that guy yeah. but that yeah that i, I like things that are kind of like low-key yeah i don't know how that ties into what, what, what i don't we were talking I, about before. um but to answer to answer that question i don't know if asap could have made a commercial album to be honest he could have maybe made like one or two commercial songs but i don't think he he could have done a do whole you think like album. i it, really think he could have like just do? made a cup co- well not a whole album that really like resonated with the culture like mm-hmm. that like at a huge big old drake level i don't right. think right but I think he could have. I think, I think if he would have had like a Diddy in his ear, he'd have to dumb down. Because you hear that all the time about Biggie, how all the most hypnotized, like according, he didn't like any of that shit. But Puff yeah, Daddy yeah. was like, "You, you have need to. to do this. These are songs you need to have on an album, bro. This isn't negotiable." Right. So Biggie trusted his boy, big, you know, <clears throat> to a degree where he made the decision to put out like really poppy hip hop. So, I don't think anyone's ever been in Aesop's ear where he's like, he makes his own beats, he sells yeah. his own shit, he makes enough to live. He, he's comfy, bro. Like, yeah. he, what the fuck? He's not gonna. Yeah. So, like I said, though, he definitely sort of have to dumb, dumb it down. So if if Aesop were on a bad boy or Rockefeller, would he be like pretty big? No, he'd be fucking. What's the? He'd be Freeway. Right, yeah, he'd be, he'd be free, right? Yeah, time. he'd be ODB, still really dope. Yeah, but yeah, have, have have flashy moments where yeah. where popular where the popular crowd would be like, right? No, that verse was sick, yeah. but overall his 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 contribution, no one would really yeah. have like no one, one or would two think radio he was the best. Album. Yeah. yeah, I just I just I, uh, it popped up on my um, on my YouTube music. It was a song him 
uh, Wu Tang and like somebody else, and I was like, "What the? Fuck? One of those fake ones? Oh, those Wu Tang? No, no, they, it wasn't no, fake. They made, they made it was a real Wu-Tang. one. Yeah, no, they're sick, dude. They're like Wu Tang albums of like almost like crossover type shits. It, it's weird, but yeah, I've heard some of those. What? I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, and I can't remember like what it was from because it was it wasn't like an Aesop release. I think no. it might have been a Wu Tang release. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. Really? But, like, I was like, "Fuck!" Like, they're Wu Tang. All that. sorts of shit. That's like fucking that. amazing. They're crazy. Yeah, I, no. I heard that um, his that, featured stuff is always like fucking. I heard they might end up releasing that out al- uh, that one album <laughs> that that lawyer <laughs> the one kid that, scooped up. Or not, whatever. Yeah, uh, Martin Shkreli because they sold it to somebody. They because you know it got seized. Um, I'd be and so I heard terrified that he might release to release it. that if I was them. I'd be like, "La writing on this." It's like Chronic Two Thousand and One, like the pressure of how that right? came out. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other one after heard that Dre's was working even on a new album too. Detox or whatever? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Detox, but he said that he recorded over a, like 200 songs during the pandemic. So. Bro, they were fucking oh, I saw that. He was with, yeah. in the studio Tupac with Busta. Shit. Right. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. They were releasing yeah. Tupac fucking albums fucking 10 years after he died, bro. Like Some of these guys are so prolific yeah. with what they do. With new verses, too. Yeah. No, I've seen... I, like, I, I, I've talked about it before, but I've seen a picture of like, Slug where he's got his trunk open, and it's like just... No bullshit, like a hundred fucking composition books just laid in That's there. That's crazy. And you see, I mean, bro, you've seen how many albums he's been on, how many mm-hmm. groups, groups with full albums, indie, uh, independent, or well, rather solo albums he's done by himself, features that he yeah. did in like the 90s and 2000s. Like, bro, I don't know a lot of people that have written down more words than that guy. Atmosphere. Except for maybe an Aesop Rock dude, because if, you, if you've if you ever written out, this is how I'm such a mark for this guy. I've written out, like, his words <laughs> before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just to do it, because um, I think Bukowski, Bukowski or Hunter S. Thompson used to do that. They used to type Write out. down their favorite artists. Well, yeah, they would, they, they, they would type out their favorite book and be like, I'm almost positive it's Bukowski. But he would do that just to feel what it was like right. to type out, yeah. like, greatness. Like, it's like, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like, it's real interesting. Again, like, there's a metaphysical play in our lives hmm. that you see how some artists take to it. It reminds me a lot of, like, he wanted to sit down and type out something that he thought was amazing. Like, what does it yeah. feel to physically type out something like that? Just getting that medium mm-hmm. going, that synergy. It, it reminds me of that Marley documentary where Bob talks about how him and the three, the homies used to go... And they to the W Dens, the fucking um the the to the to, to the dead people, to the ghost. They'd go to the they'd go practice and perform at the cemetery because if you're not nervous That's to sing crazy. in front of dead people, then you shouldn't be nervous to sing in front right. of anybody. Yeah. Little synergistic mind things, you know what I mean? Like I, I love little shit like yeah. that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like these well, little yeah, weird things that Piccadilly type right. deals that artists do where it's like See, you guys don't talk about, like, God and stuff like that, but you do. Mm-hmm. You live like you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you do shit. Yeah, Marshall said that he, uh, before he started rapping, he said he used to write down the lyric, all the lyrics to his favorite songs, too. You want to talk about being a mark for an artist? Like, this whole time, like, you know, we're all holding our mics a, a certain way. This is how Maynard, <laughs> this is how Maynard holds, holds his mic. Are you serious? That's I'm dead you serious. you got to do it? Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> How how cute is it that Eli likes Kirby and Longlegged Larry? They're fun songs. Those are fun songs. And that you know what? Maybe you're right about dumbing it down because those are very like poppy. Like those are they're not very serious, dude. Right. He's got songs about getting a fucking haircut. 
You know what I mean? He's got songs about not eating vegetables when he was a kid. I love that fucking song. Oh, yeah. Uh, real quick. Are you, uh, you know, Atmosphere's coming to Vegas. Um, they're doing a tour. Atmosphere's going to be no here. shit. Yeah. Dude, I've seen them fucking yeah, we so should go. many times. But, yeah. I wonder, what, Who's what, Kirby? what's a live show? It's a, it's his Aesop Rock song about oh, a cat. About his cat? He gets a cat named Kirby. Oh. Like, I'll be on YouTube, and Eli will be like, can we watch the cat video? And I know which one he's talking <laughs> That's about. That's funny, yeah. That's hilarious. And then he'll be like, can we, let's do the frog. He says some funny Larry. stuff, dude. Yeah, I mean, the kind of art and the kind of stuff that you have in your house, like, really does, like, form. And it's so weird when it's something just regular in your house, then you go out into the world, and it blows someone else's mind. When I was little, like knowing Led Zeppelin songs, like older people in the room would be like, "How do you even know what the fuck?" Eli, song that Eli is, is going to be a very. I think he's going to be an artist when he grows up. You know, funny, he's like, funny, man. Because uh, I'll just go up to him, you know, just randomly and be like, "Hey, Eli, you know what you doing?" Mm. And like, like the there, Kirby. There was one at at the table, and he was eating grapes. I was like, "Why'd you eat that grape?" And he's like chewing. He's like, <laughs> "You mean weef?" Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he knew the words. Yeah. Yeah, Eli's definitely gonna be. Uh, if he's not, if he's not an artist, he's definitely gonna be like. He, he, he's gonna be very, very. This very fucking fool told this, the guy at the kid. movies yesterday he's gonna be a heart doctor. I was like, we don't even talk about heart doctor shit. Anymore. I believe it. He could. It's just I, so weird though. Like, where did that even come from, bro? You'd think he'd say something like "fucking YouTuber." I'm gonna make yeah. toys, yeah, or, 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 or I'll be a dinosaur guy. Yeah, dinosaur. Like yeah, dinosaur for, bones, for sure. Yeah, for archaeologist. Yeah. But that fucking fool said heart doctor. I was he like, doesn't really oh. fuck with dinosaurs much anymore. I know it makes me sad because he was like, like I'm almost up the like dinosaur autistic. Yeah, dude, that fool was on the spectrum when it came. <laughs> <laughs> that that dude was a savant. Such a bro. Knew every like, single no, he was dinosaur. though, man. Like I'm talking about, like beyond. I'll show that video. I, dude, as a dad, I love showing that video. He's he was like, tiny. He was like Rain Man with dinosaurs. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't know how to per, how to pronounce like easy the words. Gnarly but he, but, ones. But he could pronounce every single dinosaur perfectly. Yeah, everyone, dude. I used to laugh like, "Oh, my kids into dinosaurs too." Jimmy, come here. What's that? Triceratops. They know the four. Yeah. Stegoceratops, yeah. Triceratops, and then you yeah. get... He's like, Quana, 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 Dick at the park. You're like, Eli, what's this one? Surface and Mextodon. Yeah. And the mom's like, the fuck was that? And I was <laughs> right. like, he's crazy, right? He knows all of them, bro. Fuck the big four. Yeah. He knew every dinosaur ever made. Even if they It's look, just kid brains, bro. Crazy. Like, when they say they're a sponge, they do... It's a big deal. Because Bobby was like that, too, but we were so mad that... We filled the pockets up with, like, Pokemon. Remember, she knew yep. every Pokemon, what type they were, the kind of attack that it took to defeat that type. And, like, Pokemon's more intricate than a lot of people might understand. Mm-hmm. And Bobby, at, like, three or four, was, like, dialed in where she would talk to Lizzie's like friends, boyfriends who were in their 20s and 30s that are Pokemon, and they would have real-life constructive wow. conversations about Pokemon. And I was like, damn it, we could have been filling her head with, like, physics and fucking it, you know what it history is? and, <laughs> you know, like, all this beautiful shit, and, like, we filled her head full of fucking Pokemon. You know what it is? It's a combination of Liz's big head and and your brain. <laughs> that big-ass you know I mean? his. And your brain. Oh, my baby. I miss my boy. His big old round head. Yeah. There's been uh, some wrestling stuff that we missed. Real quick, have you seen Boys yet? The new episode of The Boys? I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've finished the season. Love it. My yeah. God, it's one of my Liz favorite shows. Liz was watching shows. it by herself last night. I love that show. Absolutely riveted. She Love it. It's so good. Oh, my God. 
If you haven't seen it, Brandon, I or walked any in, listeners, those you have two to watch it. it a lot, or they they watched it together. The big, the first three seasons, two first two seasons, I guess. And I was in and out of the room, mm-hmm. so I kind of knew what was going on. Oh, bro. it did look like just just the uh, just the style of the show was interesting. Like I was like, wow, they don't make superhero shit well, like this. Season no, three, yeah. season three yeah. is like super political, like yeah, kind of like very, what the climate is today, mm-hmm. and Good it's like them. it's yeah. it's fucking it's incredible, funny. yeah. yeah. Are they doing a good job though, or is it the same left great job. bullshit? Okay. No, no, no. They're they're doing a great job mixing it up. You can't tell if it's left or right. You know what I mean? So they're just yeah. putting it out yeah. there. You can't tell that the show's mm-hmm. pushing for something. Right? Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. So no you know how it used it. to be for right. fucking seventy years. I mean, but when, when they you realize, might have an agenda, but I didn't notice. Well, when you, when you realize it's produced by Seth Rogen, you kind of know. That oh, it is they're going to have a little yeah. something in there. Yeah. Seth Rogen's in season three, by the way. Is he? Yeah. I didn't hear his. Did you see that? Didn't hear that Rogen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah! I finished the whole laugh. Season. Lizzie will get to it. It's, it's yeah. Funny. She was watching. Something happened. She, uh, you guys seen it all? I'm not gonna fuck. Oh no, yeah, no, I saw. No, thing. I've seen every single one. I, so I walk in. I wonder if you guys will know what scene I walk. Uh, what scene by just me? I walk in. I don't know shit about. I didn't watch much of it at all. Like I mentioned, and I walk in. I look over. Someone just got fucked up because there's blood everywhere, and Liz goes. <gasps> She's a soup. Oh, and I was I like, know. "What oh, the fuck yeah. are you?" I was like, "You're yep. such a fucking yeah. nerd." I was like, "You're using the goddamn words, Liz. You're using <laughs> the words." But I mean, to be fair, I do talk like a Peaky Blinder for a week after I watch fucking Peaky Blinders. Yeah. I talked like a cowboy after I watched Yellowstone. Like, yeah. it's easy to let you're, that you're, shit you're get talking, over. You're you. talking about the one where it happened in the, uh, like behind the dumpster. I don't know what happened. Some dude got their fucking head blown yeah, off. Yep. Some some dude's head popped, yeah. and she was like, oh, she's yeah. a soup. And I was like, first of yeah, all, yeah. you're so into this right now. I just want to ruin it for you. Second yeah, of all, you're using the lingo. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know what was happening, but I thought that was just funny as hell. You're such like, a mark. Yeah, I was like, you're, you're way <laughs> oh, into bro, this. If you, if you start watching it, you'll start using Getting the terms into it. too. Yeah. yeah. No, it's I'm, so I'm full blown. The, there, there's it. YouTube, funny ass YouTube ch- uh, channels that... What the homie's like after he watches a week of succession and he's all fucking super talking <laughs> like a billionaire and using all that little douchebag language. Those fucking videos are funny to me. There's a string of them for Peaky Blinders too. Like what happens when the Peaky homie Blinders. watches too much Peaky Blinders? And he thinks he's a fucking gangster. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking, he's like, dude, you've never worn a jacket like that in my life. It's more than a jacket, bro. Like it just, the whole thing he does. <laughs> like, a tracksuit and a hat. It's so fucking funny. It's just too hard for me to understand. That's why I never got it. Liz won't it. watch it either because she doesn't it's, know what they're yeah. saying. And and I just hate watching uh, watching it with um, the uh, things on. Yeah, so because then yeah. it seems like I'm you're miss- just reading it instead yeah, of watching, you're not watching yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it, dude. I fucking love that show. That show's the shit. All right, so we into the wrestling now. Uh, so Wardlow just won the TNT title. What do you guys think? Uh, I think he deserves it. That's cool. I like Wardlow a yeah. lot. I wish he changed. They're the one thing I just don't like his outfit. His That's singlet. not a big deal. Too, yeah. I don't singlet, like his yeah. singlet. Or it reminds me. It reminds Other than me that, of, uh, I told dude when we were watching, right him, I was like, his in ring work isn't getting like better. He's not becoming a great worker, but he's becoming a better professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like he's getting you, good at shit. Do you think he knows that, where the hard cam is? Yeah, like, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, like he he's becoming good. a really good professional wrestler. Yeah. Do you think it was MJF He's no Chris Benoit. that put him over, or do you think um, he kind of did it on his own? I think well, he did MJF it on his own. Definitely helped. Yeah, it helped. But he, you know, it, I, I, I kind of like you know, on a smaller scale, but I kind of liken it to um, Batista's turn when At he Hunter was when he was, yeah when he was in Evolution, mm-hmm. and like you know he would be around the corner and hear Rick and Triple H talk some shit about him, mm-hmm. you know. 
And then, like, you can kind of see the frustration right. a little bit. And then finally, when Batista won the Royal Rumble and it was time for him to make his decision, he chose to go after Hunter. And mm-hmm. that moment when he chose Hunter, the fucking crowd was ready for it. And so I think uh, this was kind of like the same thing, you know, yeah. uh, Wardlow being MJF's muscle. Mm-hmm. Not and, getting paid by AW, not being yeah, signed to yeah, AW. Yeah, like Wardlow treating him like, or uh, MJF treating him like shit. Uh-huh. People were ready to see Wardlow beat his ass. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to ne- to negotiate the timing of that. Like how long do we do this kind of yeah. this push and this like there's an art to that. That's like that's what I think that's interesting about cuz during WCW at least there was like bookers. I mean, you hear about upper management always being from a more corporate space that always kind of like muddled the product. But when it came to, like, the booking and that kind of stuff, there was always, like, a Dusty. Like, there's guys mm-hmm. who did it for fucking decades yeah. before. Who in that room has been doing that for decades for AEW? Right. I can't think of anybody. Yeah. Dustin, maybe, is uh, probably the longest on the game. I guess JR can help Tully. with shit like that. Orange there. Orange there. Like, yeah, these, these are, yeah they, 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 they produced a lot of stuff. They were, hmm. But I thought about that when you're yeah. thinking about, like, how to push and how to... Where 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 to push back on a guy? Where to really put the yeah. fucking? But here's here's the thing. What, like, what, did, what did what did Edge and Christian say? Rocket strap him. Yeah, I yeah. Fucking love that. Mm-hmm. Which is out here rocket strapping all these fucking marks. Right. Like, oh, I, I love good wrestling podcast. I love long term storytelling, and that was a perfect long term. See, I don't think it was though. I, I think it was kind of rushed. The it felt yeah. rushed, yeah. Well, when when he when he turned on MJF, it was rushed. But but they did tell the story for a long time. I that thought the he order was, was a little weird with because it had a lot to do with Punk and his little run up. Yeah. And yeah, I like how he fucked Punk. I, I think they should have capitalized more on the fact that he really beat the shit out of Punk. Like, right? yeah, fucked him up. And that yeah. that that guy's your champ, right? That's the belt. That guy's got the big chunky belt. Remember yeah. when Wardlow beat the fuck out of him clean? There wasn't no bullshit. Wardlow kicked his ass. Right. They didn't really like let him shine off of do that you, for very long. Do you think, There's a couple clunky little things where I was like, that's not how I would have done it. Do you think Wardlow should have won the interim uh, AEW title? Nah. No, he's definitely not ready for that. that. But TNT is like a good, it's a good level for, right. for him, you know? Because like, yeah. you know, because he gets the experience of being a champion. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the title. Yeah, like, you know, because he has the title, he's going to be on TV every week. Mm-hmm. Like I think now you can't do the squash match with no him. you can't do the ten power bombs no which I like did. the ten if if he earns it but I don't like it fifteen yeah. right. seconds after yeah. the bell yeah or like beating twenty fucking people right like he yeah did a few weeks guards. ago yeah, yeah it was like it was like dumb like now I hate that John Cena yeah. shit motherfuckers like what is the F five and or what's his what was his thing called F5. attitude adjustment attitude oh. adjustment on like the whole shield mm-hmm. like, shit like that I'm yeah. like stop it bro and and you know what it bring it brings a TNT level uh, a title to a, a high level too the only the only the chat. only thing that sucks about it, like I would have liked to have seen Scorpio with like a good little long run, run. me yeah. too I yeah. like Scorpio more and more me too. When I remember, when was it? He had an opportunity when AEW was still pretty new, where he was going back and forth on the mic with Chris, and he did like really yeah, good. He did yeah, really I was good. like, damn, he's better at this than I thought. Um, yeah, yeah, his his little piece of time is good. Scorpio Sky's dope. I yeah. wouldn't mind yeah. him having a belt for a yeah, little bit longer. Like, he like he doesn't he doesn't need Dan Lambert. No, yeah, but he's, he's good paired 
Right. Like him and Ethan Page Lambert, with, the yeah. with man, Top bro. Team. That guy's yeah. on some like fucking Paul Heyman shit. Like he's he's getting to a space. Yeah. Paul Heyman's been in the game for fifty fucking years, dude. Like almost literally, you know. Like yeah. what was he nineteen when he started taking mm-hmm. pictures and breaking into stuff? Like Dan Lambert is he? Uh, yeah, but he hasn't been intimately no, part of the business for more than fucking a couple of though. years, and he's the fucking man, bro. Dan Lambert is better he, on like the a, mic than ninety five percent of. He's like a Pat McAfee. Have you yeah. been seeing some of the stuff from Kenny Omega? It's kind of sad. He might he might never he might wrestle not come again. back. Yeah. Well, he talks like he's like the expectation for me is so different. Yeah. I'm not all the way healed up. If I'm gonna do all this work I think again, he said if he he definitely was like if I get hurt again, I'm, I'm definitely done. not coming yeah. back. I, was I like, think he'll come back he for sound one. Stoked on he'll this. come back for one match. I think or guarantee he'll come back for one match. But I don't know. If, you know, it, him and Punk had a match. Nope. No. Yes, you know the, Tony's got to get that out of him. There's a few other things. Um, what do you think about Cage turning um, heel? You like Cage and Luchasaurus? I do. I, I love it. I like Dark Lucha. I, I liked. I mean, he already fucking he already wrestles like Kane, and now the darkness kind of like yeah. makes more sense right. with it. He's like, he's less flippy, which I like. Yeah, Me too. that yeah. lumbering big guy is a much better look for him. Yeah, he's a way I, better I like heel. When he flips like that. Yeah. What did that one? It wasn't Luchasaurus, but it was another big dude who just did like a fucking. It was another um, big guy, and I was like, Yo, with the, see, with the that's long how it hair. Be. The, the one yeah, I was like, yeah, that's about, I was like, that's about as flippy as a fucking big guy should get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was just a big. That's our, yeah. Something. I, forgot, yeah. I don't know what the thing was called, but it was a big dude who didn't do anything. Maybe it was Luchasaurus, and I said that's about as flippy as he yeah, should get. Cage, I think Cage, that's what it was. Cage cuts the best heel promos. The way he went after Matt and mentioned friggin' uh, uh, Jeff. I saw Jeff. someone bring that up, oh, how man. that was funny. There was like this famous like wrestling commentator, some Twitter guy, and he was like shitting on how WWE did that. With like Samoa Joe and shit or whatever, and then they're like when AEW did it, he was and like, "Tony's it. brilliant." Yeah. And so yeah. the, pro, the professor Tony- Jason X or whatever the fuck yeah. that guy, he put the two tweets side by side. He was like, That's "Wrestling funny. fans are the fucking worst." I, I, it's like, I, but it's true. It's the yeah. worst. I think Cage goes out and cuts his own promos though. Oh, for sure. And he's got so much. You ever heard anyone talk shit about him? Never. Ever. He's a brilliant mind, great worker, great person, down to help everybody, loves yeah. everybody in the back, treats everyone like a human. Yeah, they hand him yeah. the mic and go, go ahead, bro, do what you want. And and he's got a relationship with the guys. And you know, right. he asked Matt and Jeff before he said anything gnarly. Yeah, he's he only worked sure, with them for twenty yeah. fucking yeah, years. Yeah, yeah they're right? like fucking yeah. home. They're th- those podcasts with the four of them. That was one of the best wrestling podcasts ever. The um, you know, he got the fucking thumbs up from Jeff Luke Perry, Luke's oh, yeah. family, and all that. I thought to that say was, all that crazy stuff. Yeah. I still didn't like it though. <laughs> yeah, it kind of. Well, hurt. first of all, it was super obvious he was doing it. You know what? You say he cuts a great promo. His timing isn't ideal though. It's not. And when he he when he did that thing, you can feel the de- maybe that's the point though. It's like a really really good joke where you, you kind of know what the end's going to be. Mm-hmm. You kind of know where he's going. But how's he going to deliver it? Yeah, and what's yeah. the actual words going to be? You know what the end is, right? What's it really? What were the words going to well, fall yeah. out? Not only that, but I think like he's trying to he's trying to be Christian Cage on the mic. Like he doesn't want it to sound too flairish, too piperish, too punkish. You know, put his own little yeah. Spin on well, it. yeah, he's smart enough. Yeah, no, I wasn't mad at the actual stuff he said. He's, he obviously got some help from it, but I don't think it was delivered like the best he could. It, it reminded me of like one of the first couple times Regal came out, and you're like, 
He's fucking this up. He's not doing that He's not good. doing, yeah. The first, first couple, couple times Regal weird. came out and had the mic and delivered his little Blackpool combat club yeah, little thing, I was like, when did you get so bad at this? Yeah. It was like kind of a bummer. And dude, I, I remember I mentioned that, and dude was like, he addressed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah. I'm sorry for not being great last night. I was like, that's awesome that he even felt that, because I definitely saw it. I really want to know your opinion on this, dude, because um, I hear a lot of people that are praising this on online. And I, I I don't really care for it. But what did you think of of the uh, the acclaimed and the ass boys heel turn? Did you? What? It was fine. It looks about right. I right. It seems. I sort of like it, but there's people online that were just over praising it. You know what I mean? That it was brilliant move. Yeah. How'd you think that was gonna fucking end, you dumb marks? Right. Like, right? It's so funny. How, how'd you think it was gonna yeah. go? Like so. So AEW fans, everyone should be ashamed that Billy is twice their age and looks sti- fucking amazing. Looks back, yeah, <laughs> that guy is a fucking stud. And so, like AEW fans, they're they're shitty in the sense that like there aren't really any heels in AEW, right? Because mm-hmm. the heels get fucking cheered, like the acclaimed. Yeah, people love when fucking Max Caster raps, and like people love the whole fucking scissoring shit. Mm-hmm. You know. So the ass boys are heels now. I, I think the ass boys are really good heels. So I wish they they need to fucking man when, up their style. They're so cartoony, yeah. man. Yeah, they are. When yeah. you're gonna be a heel, get some put some stone cold right. blood in your coffee, man. So get when, something but done. when they when they paired up, Billy was gonna... when they paired up like the the natural split was going to be the acclaimed go babyface, right. gun club go heel. That's mm-hmm. how it seemed. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, because the ass boys were saying one, the wrong state and one, everything. One thing that I, one thing that I did like was when when the tension first started, it looked like Billy Gunn was yes. siding with the acclaimed. That's what I thought. So it's was like, happen. oh, that's interesting. He turned yeah. his back on his own fucking kids, right? But then they fucked that up the next week. Like they could they could have kept that going. Long. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then it was like the next week. Billy like turned he on the acclaimed. Play, he could have played the acclaimed act yes. like he was on their side, and then and then turn. Yeah, like you know, turn on them after the acclaimed and the Gun Club have a match. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have not, Billy cause the acclaimed to lose? Right. Yeah. Not right after the match like they did. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and then we got know. new tag champs too. Oh yeah, that yeah, that one fucking like the the only weird thing about that is like the Bucks just fucking won them. They just won. And I for, love the Bucks. They don't and, need a belt, and, but I I do like when they have it. And for it to be and, and for the team that won, I love them, but I just don't know if uh, Ricky Ricky it. Starks and Will Hobbs should have won. They that should have won. Match. Yes, like they're the ones out of the teams involved that needed, needed a belt. That, yes. Yeah, they, yeah, they need because they're, they're they both needed good. that legitimacy. Either the right. Bucks win, either the Bucks keep it in a fun match that puts the other two guys in a tough guy spot and shows them that they can hang with the mm-hmm. fucking with the tag team fucking legends because they are man like the yeah, Bucks that, and like yeah. three way matches like any sort of extra. Mm-hmm. In a tag match, they're Ladder. the best at. Yeah. They're the best at all the weird shit, all the shit that I kind of shit on. But they're the best at it. So if you put them in a three way, it's kind of like getting. It's kind of like having a good match with the fucking Hardys right. in one of those in a TLC match. You didn't yeah. win, but you did really good. Now right. everyone, yeah. that's how that's how I thought it was gonna be. And yeah, I was like, oh, Keith and fucking Swerve, huh? Yeah, I think the, Tony just hears how haven't... everyone shits on the idea that. 
Vince was supposed to be a big giant mistake in what he did in handling Keith Lee. That's exactly and what I thought. And now he doesn't want to hear that shit. So that, he's like, if I give Keith a fucking belt, then that won't be that the was same criticism. Thought. I never get that real specific with what I think happened, but that's the feeling that I yeah, came up I with where I was like, I bet you he's putting a belt on Keith because everyone's giving him mm-hmm. shit for fucking not handling him properly. Then how do you explain fucking Ruby Soho? Well, and she's injured, right? No, all well, them kids are injured, bro. Well, They're all not, fucked. She's up. not injured. She was. Oh, it's not was, a real one. No, she was on oh, TV. Oh, I thought injured. they were just doing the, you know, a real injury that they yeah. had to explain. Oh, oh, well, she's a perfect example too because she was extra vocal about fucking fuck them, and they didn't. Yeah, she had those vignettes about fucking the running run away. away. Yeah, stop it. Right, so you didn't run away. You got fucking you motherfuckers don't know how good <laughs> you had it. No, I like that AJ Styles, John Cena style where they're just like, yo, bro, you just keep that door unlocked for me. I'll fucking break that shit open. Like, just let me figure it out. I will figure it out. Yeah. Some folks don't figure it out, and they're like, oh, it's the scapegoat and shit. That's the end of the scapegoat. Yeah. Remember the mimetic shit? <laughs> See, that's a mimetic uh, desire that's good because it's to up your career. You're yeah, seeing how yeah. John's doing it. You're seeing the longevity of Undertaker. You're seeing the other people from NXT that came up at the same time, but now that you're doing this and you're not the uh, the rivalry, and now you have the the breakdown, and now you have to blame. Now, yeah. now it's now it's fucking uh, Doc Hendricks' fault. <laughs> <laughs> now oh, it's Vince's fault. Logan too. Logan Paul with WWE. That's you, another embarrassing you know long, thing about you know long, fucking pro wrestling. You signed with them for? Uh, all I heard was multi-year, multi-match contract. I think so that's like a Brock. Like what? Like Brock, Brock was a couple years ago. He probably yeah. He, I, I would say maybe like he might do the four big ones. Yeah right. Yeah. Like he'll be in the Rumble. He'll be at SummerSlam. He'll be at Mania. Mania. Might do something at Survivor Series See, or something dude, else. I don't fucking... That's like one of those embarrassing things. Like, remember when Connor was about to fight Mayweather and a lot of boxers were like, bro, if he even does well, this does not yeah. look good for fucking boxing. Yep. I heard so that the they might fight in 2023. Ever, I have Again. no desire for any of that anymore. But, but the, yeah. Um, that, well, my point was yeah. fucking... Um, what was the looks point? Good, looks horrible for uh, boxing. For Logan Paul. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the thing where it's like when guys like Pat can get in there and sat when guy oh, the, the 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 Don he can get in there and be better on the mic than all your people. Pat can get in there and have a better fucking match and be better on the mic. There's people who are just walking in off the street right. that are fucking better than you guys. Bad Bunny. That's Bad not Bunny okay. Did great. Yeah. yeah, you Bad should Bunny not be okay that. with that. Right. That's what I mean when people think like, oh, you know. Vince is all about just big guys and da da da. It's like you don't think that guy knows how to spot charisma. You're out of your fucking yeah, mind, right? How, of course he knows how to, how that how yeah. that how that shit works. How that building of a personality in this think, industry works. Do you like, think it has to do with because a lot of the uh, wrestlers they like grew up as fans and they just kind of tried too hard? No, I just think that there's like a, a, an underemphasis on fucking the, the the mic aspect and the storytelling yeah, because yeah. the physicality changed in the ring. Now you have to be like a fucking acrobat. Hulk well, was one of the most over things that ever existed. That guy did fucking four things and had the same match for 20 years. Well, yeah, that's what I mean is they all grew up fans and they want to be wrestlers, but they just have no charisma. You know what I mean? Well, that should that that should weed itself out well, and it's that, a shame it hasn't to be honest. Thing, and like I've like you've heard um, MJF bring that up in promos, like I make he, you feel it. He knows how to make you feel and not have right. to fucking spam moves to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like 
Like, yeah, sure, you want to do a fucking 450 off the top of a ladder? Great. Cool. Yeah. But, where, like, what, like, where does that fit in the storytelling of a match? Right. Like, yeah. why did you do that? Right, yeah, like, where does, yeah. Where, where does the feeling come from that? What See, kind of feeling does that give you? You know who draws you? a good line, even though I'm critical because he's super young and I'm thinking he might die? Fucking Darby Allen, where it's like, yeah. he does crazy shit, him. but it's like, he's my favorite. it matches the whole thing where it's like, I think he does it too often, but I think there's there's elements of holy shit in every one of his matches, and mm-hmm. it's it's like, a, it's like a Chuck Liddell fucking Cowboy Cerrone kind of... Or you know what I mean? Like the he, dude's just a tough fucking crazy kid, and so you know there's spots in his matches yeah. that are fucking like, bonkers. Like even like he, that, like that match he had with Cody, where he did the coffin drop onto the apron. Oh, yeah. As crazy as that was, it's like, well, like you kind of you you had the feeling like he he had to go for that. Yeah. To right. finish Cody. Yeah. yeah, it's it's stone. You know, I don't like a lot of blood. He's like, but your favorite match is fucking Stone Cold and Brett. Yeah, it's like, right. Because well, that. That needed to happen. Yeah. Stone Cold was this badass who wouldn't quit, but he doesn't have a submission. Right. Just the whole thing. There's yeah. so many layers to it. That's yeah. why I said this before, too. That's why those Okada matches got such good... It's great wrestling, but with the points, how it had to work out for the tournament, mm-hmm. how they were in the little semi... Like, you know what I mean? Like Those yeah. layers matter. That's why the, the narrative, the storytelling, it's a big fucking deal. It's so much yeah. more important than... The flippy shit, you know? I would say that Darby's going to um, uh, retire really soon. But at the same time, he's a, he's been a skater for so long, and he knows how to land. You know what I mean? Tony Hawk says that all the time. He goes, it's not that skaters are really good at skateboarding. They're just really good at falling. Like, yeah. That's his joke answer where he's like, no, we're just really good at eating shit and being able to get back up. Like, yeah, that's We just know how to that's fall. That's why I think he'll survive longer than most. I, that's that guaranteed that's where his like just recklessness. Because if yeah. you look at what it takes to like huck down fucking 12 stairs and like you know just rotate once, do a 360, mm-hmm. your back is to the fucking stairs in the right. air and you're flying. And you're concentrating on your feet placement and trying to find the board. Like, it's so much work. And you have to kind of take away that, take away the reality of where you are in time and space that you might fucking eat shit and die and just get your job done so you don't. Like, think of that, what that mentality does in a professional wrestling setting. It's kind of perfect. It's like, so you know that there's this, like, this this organized, thought-out risk that you're that it's gonna happen. Right. You're gonna do it. Like, and this is just the reality of the day. Like the mentality yeah. of what it takes to land big on a skateboard is like that probably helps out greatly when you're doing professional wrestling. I was telling Brandon how how great that spot looked when they had that battle royal a couple weeks ago and Brody King was like holding Hold him over oh, with the yeah, fucking sleeper. Yeah, and he was just limp. Yeah, and then that he just was awesome. Yeah, that was that's, fucking that's badass. Shit, bro. That's, that's that's gonna be a good match. I think those two uh, Brody next, and Darby, yeah. that's a match. Uh, next week, I yeah. love that kind of shit. Yeah. Big guy, little guy is my yeah. favorite. I'm such. I I just like old standard wrestling, and you can do it in a fun new way. There's a fresh way to do it, but the yeah. structures, this you know. And you I just know, hear how I talk about wrestling, and you should be like, I bet you he's a conservative. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the structures matter. Yeah. We can't just destroy the structure. It's fine to be dynamic and new and fresh, but you guys got to respect the foundation <laughs> of storytelling. It's like that sounds yeah. like a fucking. Conservative I know you're going to hate this one too. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho on a, a barbed wire everywhere match. It's going to be so fun with uh, Shark Tank uh, with uh, 
Jericho squad. This and has Shark this Tank has two thousand fucking WCW yeah. written all over it. Yep. Vince Russo jacked off when he saw the promo. But for that. you know I love that. I'm excited for that. You know I love that stuff. It's just gonna be another match with fucking yeah. blood. Blood. Yeah, it's. Goofy. But I love that stuff. I, love I, that I know. Stuff. I get it. I uh, I actually said to dude one of the, uh, Eddie Kingston's last matches where I like I think I actually enjoy his matches more than Mox's matches because they have that same like brooding fucking right. like he fits the brawler style. Better. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I I like Eddie's Eddie's good shit, man. He uh, he gets it because so, he looks like he comes from the streets. You know, he looks yeah. Like he oh, has he like, looks like yeah. he looks like he's fresh off. Like the he was right. born yeah. in a fucking Wu Tang shirt. Right. Yeah. So did you jerk off during uh, Blood and Guts? Oh hell yeah! What Loved what was it. going on for all Loved that? It. it was the cage match. Oh, that's too much. It I was, thought it was going to be better. I was fucking but... terrified when fucking Cesaro was spinning. Dude, I was like, if that motherfucker down. even trips a little bit, they're both super yeah. dead. Just like, whoa, shit! Right, yeah. lose your footing, bro. That's a wrap, son. Yeah, I was like, at least for sure, there goes Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone's not getting yeah. home. I thought it was going to be better, but I did love it. Why though? Why did I think it was going to be better? No, why did you love it? Because I, I, ju- I just love the uh, the violence, the blood. I just love why, it. Why, though? That extreme you, it doesn't add anything You know what? It. it doesn't. But I but I think it goes back to the Stone Cold and seeing all that blood during that match. That it just... But that was one match and really not a whole lot of blood. No. Yeah, you're right. And um, the WrestleMania 7 when Hulk bled, bled. I never saw blood before that. And then Definitely when I first saw, saw that, I was like, bleed, bleed I was like, oh day. my god, there's there's actually blood. And then I ever since the kid, I, I was told like, you I, it's real, yeah, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, I want to see blood every match now, and I think it just has stuck Fucked with me since up, a dog. kid. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, well, I wonder what the first like bloody match I saw. Yeah, mine was a uh, Hulk at WrestleMania Seven. Uh, yeah, I don't remember it like that though. Well, because I remember like there is like. Like the Japanese tapes that were like gnarly as fuck. Yeah. Like the old, oh, like, yeah. funkin' uh, yeah. cactus. Old shit like that. And yeah. I think I saw those. I don't remember who, who he fought. Who's WrestleMania 7? Sergeant Slaughter? Yeah. He bled in that, huh? Mm-hmm. Was it the. Uh, you hit with the belt or something? I think so, yeah. Yeah, you get hit with the belt, yeah. Yep. I never understood how that belt shot is like a knockout. Either blow. seven or six, I forget. But it, yeah. Six is him in Warrior. Warrior, yeah. Okay, yeah. It was seven then. So there's a bunch of injuries in AEW. <laughs> a bucking super bunch, bro. Like, not only that, but like high profile. Yeah. You think it's because of the way Half they wrestle? Squads uh, it's, it's the way they wrestle. It's the and fact that, that they, they don't have a shape. fucking. Yeah, the, they're, you know, they're not in the in tip top shape. Like, there's Just no fucking. Just because they don't look like athletes doesn't mean they're is, athletes. I'm like, well, well, they sure get injured a lot like they're not yeah, athletes. And right. it's weird because WWE travels a lot more than them. You think there'd be more injuries in WWE? Well, they lived at a performance center for two years yeah, before not only they that, hit the but road. like, they fucking. They go to fucking gyms and shit. Yeah, like, sure. like, if you ever yeah. hear any of them talk, like, yeah, like, they they fly into town, they go to the fucking. They're Lincoln. Right, yeah. yeah. They, they, they go to the hotel. Find a fucking hit. Planet Fitness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they find a fucking gym, yeah. they go eat, then they head to the arena. Right. Yeah. AEW's at home four days out of the week. You yeah. Know, probably doing nothing. They right. should be fucking. Well, you know what? Jungle Boy put on some weight that we noticed yeah. a little bit ago. We're like, look at him trying to do shit. Oh, I mean, it, I hope it, he comes back just like you said. What did you say? Oh, yeah. There, there was like speculation, like, uh, um, with Christian Cage kind of bringing up like his family and all that, mm-hmm. like so Jungle Boy's injured. 
Uh, he comes back, drops Jungle Boy. Now he's just Jack yeah. Perry oh, defending his fucking family. Yeah. How fucking badass we, is yeah, that? Yeah, we've all been saying that. that he, he just needs to be Jack Perry. He was in his jeans. It looked straight. Yeah. It looked yeah. cool. It looked yeah, like regular. That. Like, yeah. he should have something more like that. He should go straight Dylan McKay. You know what I mean? Like straight fucking yeah. motorcycle jacket and the whole right? thing. I fucking love Dylan. Yeah, when be, I was be a like kid, a bro. grown, like more grown rather than like you know. I don't know how a wrestler thinks Jungle Boy would ever like. That's not sustainable, dog. You can't do no. that forever. Yeah. I mean, I heard the Young Bucks saying that a decade ago on podcasts and shit, like on the Steen fucking show, where they're like, I don't know, we feel weird. The Young Bucks, we're like fucking thirty four. Like, you know what I mean? Like we can't fucking do this. Like they. The ball's on us. I think it makes perfect sense yeah. for their whole, yeah. their whole but, fuck you, little you know, super yeah, sarcastic right? driven style. It's great. Jungle Boy's perfect for the kids, though. It's perfect for that that time. But yeah, he definitely needs to. Well, that's the thing. Like you had, you had a pair in Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and the, but you don't really market them to kids to grow your fucking audience. That was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like you yeah. can't just cater to the fucking marks, right? I mean, you can, you can see, they are, so we'll I mean, see how you, it goes. Yes, yes, you can, but that's only going to fucking keep yeah. you going so fucking For long. Right. Well, here, the, the, yeah. the problem, the issues that I think that come with that is that you're just hoping that kids go from WWE and then they get older and they want a more mature product, so they go to AEW. Right. And it's like, okay, so that's your plan, just soak up after the Disneyland phase is over. So it's like you grow up at Disneyland, then you start going to Six Flags. That's your, that's what your style is? Okay, cool, but what if Disneyland starts putting fucking Six Flags mm. type shit in their stuff? You saw what they did recently? They switched. They kicked it up to TV fucking 14? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Now what's true. AEW going to do? That's a great analogy. That's yeah. a fuck, dog. In my mind, I'm like, okay, that's a, is that your style? Is that what you're trying the to do? The fucking meme I showed you? What, the fucking... The Vince and the Frank. I'm going to go outside and say the N-word. <laughs> yeah. Fucking dude, so gnarly. As Frank fucking from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, I yeah. Because yeah. it's like, it's like yeah, Vince's reaction. The when moment. Yeah, the, 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 the moment Raw goes TV 14 and it's Frank saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got Vince with Booker T saying it. That, that yeah. part, that one. Yeah. That was old WCW shit, right? It was like after, like right after the the alliance and all that shit. Yeah, AEW better be scared now that uh, uh, WWE is fourteen. Right? What if they allow pile drivers and headshots and blood, and they say ass every now and then? Yeah. Now what are you gonna do? What's the differentiator now? Because the guys in WWE can wrestle. Yeah, make no mistake. Everybody there knows how to wrestle. And imagine if they could all pace a match. Most of them can Mm -hmm. cut a decent promo. I was just gonna say, you're not in good shape if they kick it up. Right. So now that the Disneyland shit's over and they're starting to put fucking bigger, gnarlier roller coasters in there, like now, what's your, what do you, what do you bring into the table? I'm, I'm starting to see more people openly criticize AEW about their women's division because, like, somebody brought up, I think it was this past rampage that happened on Friday. Mm-hmm. The women got a total of four minutes, and that's including entrances. Eesh. What? Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, Britt said something super funny. It wasn't one of her tweets like, oh, I tried to like, I tried to give you guys a chance, but this fucking place is a goddamn mess without me. Yeah. I'm, she's not lying. She's, she's, not. she's right. I put the belt but right it's like, back on that. People, people, I don't care at all. People would talk shit about the women's division WWE like to no end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now they're starting to fucking realize it's like, oh, it's the same over here too. How's Liv yeah. been doing? Well, Thunder Rosa, she, she buries everywhere. She's like a, 
I, I hear that she's very hard to work with. Uh, the, the sandbag. She just sandbags everybody. Didn't Britt make like a fucking allusion to that too? She, I think she liked a tweet or something that mentioned it. But uh, you know, very passive aggressive. But um, very doesn't speak well style. English. People, people are now saying it's like because I guess like officially, Sasha and Naomi have been removed from the internal rosters, so it's like they're they're, gonna, they're gone. Yeah, you know, they're they're done. It's like. I heard Sasha wants thirty k for an appearance. For an appearance, yeah. Wow. But it's like if you're Sasha and you know, if Naomi, I could see. Mm -hmm. But if you're Sasha, like, do you even want to sign with AEW? Yeah, because where are you going to go? Like, I mean, like, are you? Is is it just going to be you versus Britt or you versus fucking Jade every fucking every week week, for years to come? Yeah, like you know, you guys don't got it like that. They don't have like a fucking Champa Gargano. No one's got it. Like, there's some guy... I could watch Sami Zayn and Kevin wrestle every Monday for 45 yes. minutes, and I probably yep. wouldn't be bothered and by it. And it'd be a different match they every don't time. Have, right. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no, there's yep. no two-piece in AEW I, yep. women's. I mean, there's a couple of guys. I, I could watch fucking Kenny and fucking that Pac match. I could watch those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pac and anyone, to be honest. Yeah, I could Pac watch anyone, that right. fucking forever. There's a couple of two pieces that can do it weekly for a while, and I wouldn't be bored with it. But I can't think of two girls on that roster that I would even want to see more than twice in a row, to be honest. like The Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. See them all every day. Yeah, there's some guys that are just like, you guys are so good at this. I just want to... It's like... Uh, it's like when I first had when I the personalities of me and Liz's kids started popping out, and you start seeing things in them. You know, when they're when they're more than just tiny little yeah. nothings in the fucking car seat. And I was like, I want to see every version of us possible. You know what I mean? Right. Like those guys right. who want big families. Like I understood that feeling where I was like, Yeah, I want to see because you see me and Liz directly in Bobby. You watch Elon, you're like, That's but there's so many millions of more right. of little combinations. Like that's how I think of it with like two great wrestlers where it's like, I want to see every kind of way you guys can do this. You know what I yeah. mean? And speaking my bad. Speaking of rematches, what do you think about Brock and Roman again? Well, I think they're making it like this is Brock's last chance kind of thing. And if they should. Do you think he's gonna win? No. I think he will, mainly because I think they see the error of putting both belts on Roman, who then immediately kind of went um, not full time, mm. because yeah. there w- there was no title match on Money in the Bank, right? You know, and it's like that was weird. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck is the right?" You know, you know what I think. On. Before either of them win, uh, what's his name? He's going to cash in. Uh, the money in the bank. So okay, so what is the world as mad at that as I was? Because I thought that was I, so I do not fucking like him at all. goofy. I, okay, I so does I don't, the internet love? Is it like a Danhausen no, thing no, where the internet loves no, him? And I don't get it. Him. No, really. So so I'm actually starting to like Danhausen more. By the way, <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind theory. I just don't like. I just don't like the way he's presented. Right. First of all, I think if. You're going to be associated with Vince. I don't think you should be running away from Pat McAfee and hiding behind mm-hmm. Vince. Right. You know. The um, way he did at WrestleMania? Uh, no, just leading up to WrestleMania. Like, he'd fuck right. with Pat. Yeah. Pat would chase him. He'd run away and hide in Vince's office. You know, that thing. Um, I don't like his look. No. Like, yeah. it's weird. It's it's like he's still, like it's like he's a, a bigger buff version of Gargano. 
Yeah, he has like a weird like baby face, and he's too big for the way his face looks. Well, no, he's like too his big for are... his outfit. Right? You know, yeah, he, he looks like a fucking like a like a toddler who's wearing clothes too right. fucking small. Yeah, and uh, no, I the don't aesthetic mind. of his look definitely doesn't match like what right. the story. I just, and I just the don't. I just don't get be. what his person like. I don't get the selfie thing. Me either. It, you know, like I, I, th- I think I think it's uh, to gain heat because everybody hates people that take selfies. But but it, but it's not the right type of heat. It's like right. uh, it's like it's it like change the channel. Tyler it, yeah, it. it's it's a go away. Heat. Tyler's it's not was like sick. A, what was his thing? Tyler Breeze. Yeah, oh yeah, we were in NXT. Walk, yeah, with the fucking stick, and it'd be yeah, on the tron. Ill, bro. Yeah. That was fresh. Yeah. What the fuck is he doing? Is him and they're not even a thing anymore? I bet, huh? I you know. know. They're not even. They're yeah, probably not even indies. signed anymore, huh? They're probably no, not they're even not. doing indie shit, dude. Those yeah. guys were doing... I've seen them do, like, shoot interview things where, like, they're, like, guys that do other shit. That's what I noticed, too, with, like, wrestlers that stay mid-card, and you're like, why can't he get... Right? Because they concentrate on other shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, other guys do other... Like, Jeff Hardy's a great example where it's like, well, besides his, like, sobriety and the struggles there, but it's like, that guy does art. That guy does fucking dirt. Right, he makes his own course on his own land, bro. Like, that takes time and... Like he he's got other shit in his mind. Right. Yeah. Hulk didn't have nothing else on his mind except, except for Hulk re- fucking yep. Hogan, mm-hmm. dude. Hulkamania is all that ran yep. through that guy's mind for a decades. Like yep. that's what it takes. Some of these guys are just like, I'm not doing that. You, you, you see you what know, it takes to be John Cena in The Rock, and you're like, nope. That's how I'm starting yeah. to get around the office, where it's like, oh, I want more money. I want this, and I see what it takes to be at that like that. That upper level of like high end business guys, oh, man, like, these guys don't fucking sleep. Their yeah. emails never stop. Mm-hmm. It do- it does not end. And right. I was like, is that what you really want? You want that yeah. house? You want that shit? But is this what you really want? Like fucking, yeah. I don't know about that, man. You know it's what, a lot of work. You know, it's funny. I, I was watching Wife Swap, and it was Ric Flair and uh, Foley. No, it was it was, it was it was no, it was Ric Flair and Roddy Piper, and they they swapped wives. And it was funny because, you know, you always heard the stories about Roddy Piper, how he'd always be in character. Yeah. You know? It was funny because it was the opposite. Um, Roddy was just living a regular life in or- uh, Portland yeah. just by himself. But Ric Flair was out every single night just Still, partying. Yeah. Fucking old man's lost, yeah. bro. It's sad. He's yeah. got, he's, he has his last match coming up. They haven't announced an appointment. Uh, Rick. Yeah, he's doing another match. Yeah. Guys. But yeah, Mick Foley was on White Spot too. Yeah, he what yeah he's got one more match for what, for where for WWE? I don't know. No, it's like some fucking it, probably indie thing or something. Yeah, I he, saw he, Booker got back in there. Yeah, I saw that he too. Looked great. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Booker's not a run like a rundown fucking old man who's been partying for <laughs> forty fucking <laughs> right? years. Edge looks he, fucking like a rundown old man. He looks yeah. like a tough old bat. He looks yeah, like he a just pirate. looks like a grizzled old man. Yeah, I like right. it. He was training with Jay Lethal, right, Ric Flair. Ric Flair got in the ring with Jay Lethal. Uh, with Jay Lethal, I think. I don't think so because, like, he mentioned that like he doesn't want Lethal part of the show. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like a weird thing that it's like why? Because he does a fucking better you than you that do. That fucking right? six minute clip on YouTube of their Ring of Honor shit where he that's yeah, my TNA. line. TNA, yeah. yeah, dude, that shit. That's is one of the best fucking, promos. That's one of the best segments of all of time. Yeah, best ever. segments ever. He takes his blazer off and drops a knee on it. <laughs> yeah, does, <laughs> does the elbow? He does. It, it's oh, just, it's man. just pure WCW Ric Flair up on a stage in the two thousands, dude. Like, yeah. 
his sounded the even like the cadence. It wasn't just the the voice and the projection and the sound. It uh-huh. was like even Everything. the up and down of the yeah. fucking sentence. That reminds uh, me, MGF kind of did like a Ric Flair promo when he did the little pipe bomb the way he was kind of shaking. Stop calling it a pipe bomb. He does Ric yeah, Flair well, promos every time yeah. he touches a mic. Most guys do. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just like history or anything. When you get like really into like philosophy or something, like you hear this guy talk and it's so dynamic and new and you kind of get into it and then you like it gets whittled down and you're like, nah, this is just Plato. Whittled, yeah. whittled down, whittled down. Oh, no, this is just Neoplatonism. Oh, this is just Epicureanism. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Like, you either get a Nick Bockwinkle, a Ric Flair. <laughs> I'm fucking serious, dog. Like, there's re- there's really only five promos in all of wrestling. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What what avenue are you going to be right, in? Right, yeah. Never thought about it like that, but yeah, that's true. So, a question for you guys. Does Liv Morgan drop the belt back to Ronda at some point? At some I side? hope not. I haven't but watched I her. She, I, she, I, I, I get she's getting pops. I, I get nervous for her because I want her to do well, but I'm not sure. Remember Naomi? Oh, with fucking what's her name? Trent? I don't even know her wrestling name. Naomi, right? Yeah, yeah. Naomi. Yeah, she was remember when she pops. got the belt for a piece mm-hmm. and she really turned up her little. You got to turn up your shit. Like we talk about mm-hmm. how the the aura and the cloud and the yeah. energy around Roman is just so dense, and he's mm-hmm. just, yeah, fucking champion, bro. You can feel it on him. That's what a champion needs. You have to have that. That's what Cowboy didn't have, like, at right, all, whatsoever. Yeah. He didn't have any of that, <sighs> that cloud, yeah, that, that champ, energy. Like, you know I'm the champ. Sometimes you forget Hangman was champ. I loved, if, I, I loved to watch people turn that up, and I thought Naomi did, like, a kind Great of a good job. job upping her Naomi-ness when she had the belt. But then it, it, it you know, it plateaued, yeah. and then she lost it. So I haven't watched enough Liv since she got it to see Same if she's... Here. Because a lot of the time, who, who's the last one who did that too? Where it was just like, just so happy to be there. Bailey? Bianca kind of does that uh, yeah, in, in the Bianca, beginning, where she was just Bailey. like her first run. Yes, her, her second run, run was like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, she's doing great now. She 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 mentioned like uh, when she dropped the belt to Becky, and what was it, twenty four seconds or something like that? That hurt my that heart. Was, that Cena came to her like privately and was like, "Don't worry about this. Just you know." Next, you know, on on your on your next run, know how count. to do it right. now. Yeah, yeah. You got it. I mean, dude, everybody need you need a rough draft. You need mm-hmm. to make plans. You need, you know what I mean. Yeah. So unless you unless you do it, unless you're in that driver's seat, you don't really know how many guys got the belt the first time and just fucking ran, bro. I mean, the Hulk. That's it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the only one. Everybody else, it took a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, Bailey was one, and then I think Sasha was another one too. Yeah, they're just a little too. They didn't up their shit. I thought Bailey as a heel. I mean, in the beginning, as a heel, cringy as as fuck. You thought it was cringy. I I hated it it in the beginning. In the beginning, she's not that great at this, and I was getting nervous. By the time she got injured, she was great. Oh, I'm a huge Bailey mark, bro. Since the day she walked into NXT, I loved every second of it. But when she turned heel, I was like, no, she's bad at this. And I was like, I was, I was bummed out for my friend. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> yeah. no, my buddy's not good at this anymore. Dude, I, I like tearing up when, she, when her and Sasha had that hour match, uh, the, the, the Iron Man match. In NXT. Iron Woman it wasn't match. an hour, though. They did, they did they 30, 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah, I like teared up at the end. You know what I mean? Like, wow, Oh, their Brooklyn like, match was dated. still one of the best like women's matches yeah. you can fucking see for sure. But yeah, they some of I like to see someone get the belt and then either they make the transition. Like you know who did a piss poor job of it? Dean Ambrose when he got the belt. Yeah, he he didn't yeah, up his deanness. He went on the Stone Cold show and had a fucking 
not a, a pretty boring fucking yeah. interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like right. the week that you got the belt, like bro. But, but this is the rocket strap time, but dog. I think, fucking but I th- get it together. I th- I think that was because he wasn't happy with his character. I understand. If you look at oh, what he's doing, it and I'm just AEW, telling you what it is. He, yeah, like I, I I'm, I'm I'm sure right. where he was inside is a is why none of that panned yeah. out. But my point is that like, was the perfect time to get people to give a shit about you. Yeah, that's what I right. mean. It's like yeah. how how are you gonna how are you gonna up your shit once and you he, get that yeah, belt so i get nervous if liv is going to be able to pull that off because most people don't yeah. so here's here's why a lot of people are nervous for liv normally you win the belt you get your little side plates they didn't give her they didn't she give doesn't have her. side plates oh that would yeah. bum me out they usually have them ready too yeah, yeah. like, like right, right they, away they, they, they do like a like a backstage Photo video shoot. of like yeah. screwing them on fuck me man. yeah i remember yeah, i saw a picture nervous. and it still had ron's name on there yep I mean, I've I've had a small crush on her since that episode on the divas. Small. Yep. I've had a crush on her since the first time I've seen her. Yeah, Brian's like, I've just talked to her multiple times. Time. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about like just like as a person, where I was like, I've, she told her little story, her fucking, because she looks. I mean, without being like negative, but like I don't know, man. I feel like when you've been through enough things and like you've seen enough people and stories play yeah. out, like I can look at people and like see she had a hard life. Yeah, I can. Sounds like yo, that bitch had a rough one yeah. for sure. And but, she's beautiful, but very, you can. But I, I, I pause every small package. Her. Every time there's a small package, I pause. <laughs> wow. But like before that episode, like you. You wouldn't know she had a hard life. You just think, right? It's just another fucking beautiful girl. That grew yeah, up fucking hot chick. Yeah, who gets you know can get anything she wants because she's hot. Mm-hmm. She wants to work. But then, but yeah, but then you hear that story where like how hard yeah. she's worked just the to mom. get them. Yeah, yeah. And, and like the they Bella's surprise her with their the mom. Bellas flew out the mom at that beautiful. And then place. seeing her as a kid with that little uh, Bro, belt and everything that shit makes me so happy. So I've wanted yeah. her to be successful since that episode, yeah. and that was years ago, dude. Right? That I mean, that was a while ago. Yeah. So yeah, super stoked to see her get that belt. Hope it works out. I was I happy when Kevin Owens uh, uh, named her. Saying, remember when he went on that little uh, rant and he was like, uh, "We need, we need new wrestlers," and he was like, "We need Liv Morgan." We need, uh, and he was Kevin's smart, bro. He mentioned like six wrestlers. Well, he tweeted because he wasn't at Money in the Bank. So when when she when he, when uh, she won, um, he I think he tweeted like, "Fuck yeah!" Did and he? Then nice, when yeah. she cashed in. Like, he was like, oh, I'm so proud of her, you know. Oh, yeah. It's nice she when you see people it. that work hard and are good people. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Success is almost like we, we, we corner our minds into this idea that, like, you kind of and, – and, and, fuck, I, I've said it out loud a couple of times as well. Like, to be highly successful, you kind of have to be, like, a selfish prick. You know what I mean? Right, So yeah. it's nice to see someone who doesn't it's- have that quality winning. You're like, right. oh, my God, you didn't have to fuck somebody over. You didn't have to, like – you know, degrade someone or kind of, kind of falsely testify. You know what I mean? Like, if you've ever had anybody who's ever tried to do well at a job and excel at anything amongst a group of people and get up a ladder, you know that like how you talk to certain people and how do you like strategize a conversation Mm -hmm. where to put in your efforts, where to pull back, where to be overwhelming, where to fucking chill. Like, you see how that kind of like works out. So when you see someone who's just doing it right, just blindly, like not strategizing like a fucking snake, right? Yeah, yeah. Just doing the fucking work and being, being a nice happy. person, putting in the work. You know, it's right? Nice exactly. to see those people yep. win. That's what I get from her. I guess. You yeah, know what I same mean? here. Yeah, hopefully she keeps the belt is, and does well. Is she is she a lesbian? I heard she was lesbian. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, I heard she was. A... I can ask her. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. 
That'd be such a waste. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for some lucky lady, I guess, but... Yeah. It's like when people, when, when I tell people I'm allergic to avocado, and they're like, oh, I feel so bad for you. I'll die, so I, I don't. Like, I'm it's good. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week with our uh, five-minute Fun Uncle reviews for the albums uh, we assign each other. Um, and some more fucking just general bullshit for y'all. Rassle. Woo-woo. Later. Yeah.